Yo, what's up guys and gals? Tonight's episode of Gravity Lab Radio is brought to you by Velocity Sports Equipment, the maker of the Infinity Rig. By far the most comfortable rig I've ever jumped and I've ever owned. I've uh, jumped a lot of different rigs on the market and there are some phenomenal ones out there, man. A lot of good safe designs, a lot of good comfortable designs. But uh, I keep going back to Infinity. I, I've flown a lot of them. I've owned a lot of them. But Infinity by far is the most comfortable rig for me. It fits my body. If you look at the contour, the shape of the main lift web and the yoke, how it fits your back. If you look at how the rig curves over your shoulders and hugs your shoulder and hugs your back, it shapes to you really well. So the harness itself is built to a very comfortable uh, size and shape. The leg straps are contoured to shape to your leg. Look at a lot of these little details and you'll find why the Infinity is really a comfortable rig. Give them a check out, holler at them. Another great thing about a, a Velocity Sports Equipment is their turn time. Uh, they're commonly in that 12, 14-week time span. Depends on what, uh, when you're listening to this episode, what time of year it is. Uh, we've seen it get as short as 6 to 8. So you're looking for a really good, high-quality rig at a good, a good quick turn time and get it right away. Velocity Sports Equipment maker of the Infinity Rig has got your back covered. Check it out. Uh, guys like the Red Bull Air Force, Jeffro Provenzano, Luke Akins, they fly Infinities. Uh, some of the best love that rig, so you know it's something you'll like too. Uh, check them out, VelocityRigs.com. You can look them for, for them on the internet, Velocity Sports Equipment on Facebook. Also brought to you tonight by the Good Guys Detailing. The Good Guys Detailing is a mobile uh, detail car service. I say car service. They do boats, they do airplanes, they do RVs. A lot of you guys are skydivers listening to this, man. Our RVs sit out in the in these uh, drops, and they get dirty. They get beat up over time, man. Hit up uh, Andreas and his crew at the Good Guys Detail, and they'll come, they'll wash, they'll detail, they'll make sure that thing's super clean. But you can also get a protective coat put on it. It's going to cost a little bit of money, but, man, that RV's going to stay looking good. It's going to be clean. It's going to be protected. You're going to get a lot more out of it. It's well worth it. I've had this uh, ceramic coating done to my car. Uh, Andreas and his crew do an outstanding job. Check them out. If you are a USPA member or you mentioned Gravity Lab Radio, he'll knock 10% off uh, any of his major services like uh, paint, protection, and or ceramic coating. Uh, 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 ah, man, color correction. Sorry, Andreas. Color corrections are like thereof. You can hit them up at the Good Guys Detail TX on Instagram. Same thing at Facebook. Uh, text messages 512-749-9087. Man, tonight's show was super, super fun. Uh, Buddy Nico, know him here from Houston, or at least where I first met him, started uh, on the air with Nico, a podcast at the same time we did at Gravity Lab Radio. We said, let's get some experience and be on each other's show. Nico moved out of town. He's finally back. He's here visiting. And uh, it was so cool to catch up, man. Him and his co-host and girlfriend, Bavani, on the air with Nico and Babs. Uh, great dynamic. This is really one of the more fun podcasts I've had in quite a while. It was a real refreshing one for uh, myself and for Nick. Enjoy it. Listen to it. We had a small audio glitch, so you're going to hear a couple cutouts of about five seconds each. You're not missing much. Sorry, just a little elbow bump. Things happen, guys. Uh, enjoy the show. I'm the target of a meat missile going 150 miles an hour plus. That got really <laughs> exciting all of a sudden. I'm doing canopy safety. Um, I drive like an Asian, so I don't know if it's the most appropriate thing ever. I'm killing it. Utah, give me two. You're listening to Gravity Lab Radio, hosted by DJ Marvin and produced by Nicholas Live. Have we talked about skydiving the whole time? Gentlemen! 
<laughs> Lady and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you very much. So Justin normally starts the show by saying gentlemen, and uh, <laughs> that's the fun of just staring at him right now because he can't do shit. <gasps> Yo, guys and gals, if you're watching, you can see it. If you're listening, Justin's without a mic tonight because we have uh, two guests in tonight, Bavani and Nico. Holy cow, that hurt. Uh, they actually host On the Air with Nico and Bavani. Actually, Babs. 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 Yes, Babs. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. Um, a podcast that was really cool because we started our podcast. We both produced our first episode the same month, February yeah. 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to look up the dates. I forget. Um, February 9th. Do you remember the date yours was? I think the no 7th. No idea. It was the... F- I think it was the 13th. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was really, but like the same week, basically. Yeah. yeah. When, when we started, we, we talked a little bit like, oh, hey, dude, let's yeah. get on our feet, then let's get on the show together, and then you moved. And then I moved. Aww. Dick. Yeah, <laughs> I do that. I move. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah, but, and, and it's funny, too, because the first episode, you were my guest. Yeah, I th- I think I remember the date that it came out too because we weren't dating at the time and yeah. I was your first guest and then February 14th which is Valentine's Day he like posted a photo of the two of us. Oh really? And I was like, "Ugh, what is this?" So whoa 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 whoa. <laughs> what a fucking creep. Bro. What a creep. <laughs> <laughs> and it turned out it was just the podcast. You date out. your first you guest. <laughs> I get m- I lost in this deal cuz that's my first guest. Yeah, Nick. Oh, we yeah. have developed a close relationship. But you relationship. hooked him. Um, no, he, he came before we even did the first episode, we oh. were sitting at dinner together. He's like, Hey, if this works, I'd like to join. I'd like oh. to get in somehow. Yeah, I, I came yeah. early. That's cool. Yeah. As, <laughs> as is tradition. As say. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> but I, I was like, fuck yeah, man. I, I love the dynamic. We definitely disagree on certain viewpoints, but we can talk about shit. Yeah. Um, and then we agree on a no, lot of No, see, stuff. that's not really what I signed up for. No, it is not. <laughs> it is not. I said, I said, I, cause we're both Rogan fans and I said, I oh, will yeah. be the young mm-hmm. Jamie to your Joe Rogan. Thinking oh, I would okay. be the person looking shit up, running the board, switching right. the cameras, right. all very technical. He's doing a good job. Right. It. Yeah, he doesn't even have a phone in his hand right now. Hey, I was trying to share that fucking live stream oh, with <laughs> you, all right? <laughs> no, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I like that you're sitting next to me. I get to uh, assault you here. And Rub there. his leg. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's going to get aggressive. <laughs> Nick was out with of town it. for iFly gigs, so Justin started backing him up. And when Nick trained him on the board, one day... Justin's like, I think I got it. And, dude, super nerd over here. The reason we asked him to join the team. <laughs> uh, dude, he just got it right away, remembers everything, crushes it. So Nick's like, fuck it. I'm going to sit on the couch with whoever the guest was that night. That's Hell awesome. Yeah. And dude, I dig it. wouldn't let him back off. Like, bro, th- this is rolling. That's awesome. From yeah. the beginning, I did say I want you to get involved more. I said it all the time. Maybe. I did. I didn't hear it because I was not open to that at all. I would agree to that. No, for sure. You ignored me when I said it. But here yeah. I am. <laughs> Yeah, but you guys always have guests on your podcasts. No. No? Two we or three times ever. Really? Yeah, we've done two or three without guests. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We, I think we I've just listened to the ones where there have been guests on it, like both. No, we, we almost always have yeah. guests. Okay. Seven, yeah. He's seven, saying yeah. that, w- that every once in a while we'll have one that's just, just the boys. Yeah, there's okay. been but 75, that's pretty 72 have guests. I'm ballparking the number. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So That's every, awesome. Every now and then, like him and I just came back from a trip doing something each. So we had cool stories to share or yeah. uh, we're bored and we just want to talk shit to each other. Right. Um, just different reasons. Uh, I save it also because how is scheduling guests for you guys? How it's does that tricky, work? man. Yeah, yeah. Some people like we we've had like, you know, a lot of coaches go through. New York and our podcast is mostly about tunnel flying, right? Like we talk about skydiving here and there, but I'm. But you talk a lot of shit too. Yeah, we talk a bunch. We talk a (laughs) bunch of shit. We just yeah, but you know, like 
uh, whenever a coach comes through New York and they're doing a camp or whatever, I try to get them on the podcast, right? Because then that's going to be interesting and whatnot. But there's been like more than a few coaches where they're like, yeah, dude, I'm down to be on the podcast. And then I'm like, cool, you have to drive 10 minutes to my house. And they're like, yeah, about that driving, yeah, it's not going to happen. I'm not with it. Uh, so then it's kind of tricky getting them yeah, there. But we realized because we did a bunch of these, uh, what we were calling Wednesday updates, where it would just be me and Bavani just talking to each other. Um, and we did a bunch and then we didn't publish like what, like three or four of them because they were just like absolute dog shit podcasts. Oh my God. Like 20 minutes in, we would just be like, this is awful. Let's fuck this and just like turn it off. And well, like, nope, we're done. Yeah, because we had so much fun on the first one together. Because yeah. I guess I was the guest and it was like the first time, you know, like when you're podcasting, you actually get to talk in depth with people. Um, but then like, and so he was like, oh, well, you should come back on every time. And then it turned into like the two of us just kind of talking shit. And we were like, wow, we see each other every day. Like, this is so boring. Yeah. Yeah. You realize yeah. he was flirting with you, right? Oh, you should come come back yeah, to that all of them. Oh, yeah, that was that was the me. whole that was the whole game plan. That he the kept podcast thing the is a side thing. Yeah, yeah. the <laughs> microphone, the microphone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to the microphone. Right. Yeah. Put it's it closer good. to your face. That's <laughs> good game for anyone that's listening. If you like a girl, just invite her to come over and podcast. Yeah, just spend like you. uh you know two hundred bucks on microphones and po- and <laughs> software, get an RSS feed, and figure all that stuff out. Uh, what are you using for software? Um, Audacity. Okay. <laughs> oh, you said <laughs> yeah. spend money on software. I'm like, dude, everything's free. No, yeah, it's free. Okay. Yeah, I use Audacity and then I use uh, Libsyn as the as the host. As the host, yeah. Um, when it, when you have to renew, look into Podbean. Um, so you guys don't publish often enough, but when you start publishing a lot, Libsyn mm. has a lot of really tight limits. And really? you very quickly hit a very expensive threshold. Hmm. I pay nine bucks a month for unlimited. Oh, sweet. Yeah, Podbean, Podbean is okay. super. They have a really shitty reputation early on. And there's an error in a time where will you go find reviews, suddenly a flip switched. And, and, and there's some offshore, probably a flip switch. <laughs> I was going to let him get away <laughs> with it. Damn it, Justin. <laughs> English. Uh, and, and they suddenly got better. And I've had zero issues with them. They've been really great. It's super easy to deal with. So I recommend checking them out. Cool. Yeah, I'm all about it. And we're, we're ramping it up right now. You yeah. Know? It was perfect timing for us to come down here um, and kind of like we're starting to post more. We got more people lined up, you know, like we started scheduling people a lot better now. So yeah. Just cause yeah. of the tunnel, people always come through and like being instructors, you get to interact with them a little closer. So we're like, why would we not bring these people onto the podcast? Why yeah. wouldn't you? <laughs> 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 oh man. We've yelled at the so many guests and y'all got to hear the story before the show. Yeah. <laughs> so, so many guests just look at us like we're idiots. Cause we always, just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. An ongoing inside joke for (laughs) for anyone who listened to that episode. It lives (laughs) and dies. Yeah. Um, Man, the scheduling the guest is is challenging because we see a lot of really great friends and great people that we want to share. But, A, you start repeating stories without realizing it. Nick and I have told our life story 20 times each on this show. Yeah. Everybody's (laughs) sick of knowing who I am. Right. (laughs) Um, But then bringing the guest, did we talk about this? Didn't we talk about this? Yeah. One of the challenges that we've had is that, like, we will bring someone on the podcast and then we'll spend like an hour before making food or just talking or whatever and we'll like get through all these really cool stories without recording anything and then we'll sit down and then we'll just be like uh what do we talk about now so this guy's hog we already spent 20 minutes on the hog yeah Yeah. right (laughs) (laughs) 
there was an awful lot of dick conversation before yep. the podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, the things that we do? say before we actually record. It, people who listen to the show will tease and joke and like, yeah, you guys have no limits or no filters. We're like, oh no, we oh, actually no, speak before the show. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> we get it out of how, how many times someone started a sentence with, "We're not recording, right?" Oh, yeah, oh. You, know, right. you know you're getting some good. Yeah, didn't we have like <laughs> two of those before we started recording? Yeah, yeah. Like, are we? Uh, no, okay, no, cool. Oh yeah, let me tell this story about yeah. Austin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, scheduling guests has been the trickiest part, and something I'm curious how all you, all of you feel about it is I when I have some of the same guests back, I feel like repeating some of the same stories, and that bothers me. Mm. But uh, you listen to Rogan, do you guys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did y'all listen to Goggins' recent visit? It's the second visit, David no. Goggins. No. Nick. I haven't yet. No, the Steven sent me a message w- the moment he saw yeah. it pop up. So Dave, and, uh, David Goggins, dude, just has d- done a lot in life, came from being a super overweight 290-pound dude and became a Navy SEAL, became a Ranger, uh-huh. is going through all these life experiences, just a uh, 100-mile 100, 100 run, a uh, race. Damn. The longest he's run is 20 miles. Three weeks later, he does it again. Wow. So he's telling his story to Rogan, and they're sharing, and Rogan's asking the same questions again. Huh. But I don't <laughs> remember the answers. So as I'm listening to the show, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, how long was it? I wouldn't have remembered it was three weeks, except right. for they just told it. Yeah. So listening to that's given me a different perspective of, of like, What's it like to have that repeat cast and ask the same questions? Yeah. Well, I think also if you have a r- like repeat listeners, it's because they like you, right? Like you wouldn't listen to somebody that you didn't like. Like I know we all three of us. I don't know if you listen to Rogan that much. I think yeah. you do. Yeah. Um, and he tells the same shit all the time. Like I mean, a bunch of stories you hear him over and over and over again. And when he starts telling it, he says, "Oh, I bet they're like light. sick of <laughs> listening to this. It's not that bad." I'm just like, "Yeah, whatever, dude. Tell it again." Like yeah. I like that story. You know, like it's not that bad of yeah. course like if every week you're telling the same story about oh this is how i started skydiving like people are gonna come be like on, all right dude. come <laughs> on like cut it out with the fucking story but i feel like it's not that bad if you repeat yourself once in a while yeah it's not the end of the world you know i uh jordan peterson is one of my favorite people to listen to speak mm. and he was on the podcast with, with rogan recently did he do the uh doesn't he have a book yeah, 12 Rules for Life is the name of his book, yeah, yeah. which I've also been listening to. But I listen to it when I drive, and then I stop listening because I'm like, shit, i got to take notes because this is good. And then I don't ever sit down and take notes. I so meant to read that. How, how, what are... It's, a, it's really good to, to listen to. Yeah. Um, I'm probably only a quarter of the way through it because okay. I, again, I continue and I stop and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take notes. And I don't pick it back up because I'm like, I, I pause at an important part that I want to remember. Yeah. And so when I go to put it on in the car, I'm like, oh, no, I got to wait. I got to wait. Right. So it's just uh, kind of perpetually on hold at the moment. But I listened to the that whole podcast a second time. And, man, I just do not pay very good attention because it felt like listening to a brand new podcast. Yeah, That's awesome. you pick up so yeah, much. Yeah, with a three-hour conversation, it's like it, you can only retain so much. Yeah, totally. it's huge. Right. Especially because you're driving, too. I, I drive when I listen to yeah, podcasts. Me, me too. Sometimes I got to pay attention to what's happening on the road. I <laughs> stop listening for a second. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, I just pace out. Like, I mean, I do it when I'm driving in the tunnel, honestly. Like, anytime I'm in the booth, like, you know, uh, piloting the wind or whatever you want to call it, uh, controlling the wind, uh, then I'm just listening to a podcast or an audiobook or something <laughs> like that. And then when I'm driving to the tunnel and back home, I'm usually listening to podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, I'm curious though. You're you're a quarter of the way through twelve rules for life. What are the three rules? That God, I couldn't even tell you. No. Uh, the first one is s- stand up straight with your chest 
out and shoulders back. All right. I'm on that one it's still. It's a good one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it goes into this thing about lobsters for a really long time. Yes. And uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a really good analogy. Like if, when you think about comparing a man to a lobster, it sounds pretty obscure, but he, he makes a lot of really good connections. Interesting. I got to check uh, that out. Yeah, I'd, I'd, have to, I'd have to scroll through it to tell you. Do we you do audiobooks? Yes. Well, I just, I just started because I have a pretty long drive from my apartment in Brooklyn to the tunnel in Westchester. Yeah. So I do a lot of podcasts, but hacked into this guy's audible account and <laughs> she saw all the books about picking up chicks there it's just like 20 no, yeah really she's like you should have been now. better at this bro you <laughs> yeah, really yeah, right, like like man you read like three books on Connie Lingus and like uh, I don't know yeah yeah it doesn't I look guess. like it <laughs> yeah I guess you're just like falling asleep to him or something <laughs> yeah Oh my God! If uh, <laughs> if we send you like I I've got the audiobook. I think Nick does too. If we just send you a link, you can have download it for free for thirty days and oh give a sweet. quick rip. Oh sweet! I want to hear it. We just started. Well, I started reading uh this what's it called it's aubrey marcus's do you know aubrey marcus i yeah. fucking hate aubrey marcus <laughs> <laughs> you what every everything in my brain tells me that i should like this guy like the stuff that he's into i like i i i probably agree with him on a lot of things right but when i hear him talk and uh i guess i'm a good friend who has a good friend who worked for on it oh. and shared some kind of inside information about this guy oh. that i think that he's a little bit of a cult leader a little bit of a sex addict oh, yeah. and just a little bit full of shit. You can I, totally see that. I can see that, but yeah. he has some really good practical tips. Yeah, that's because you're book. in the cult, man. That's yeah, I might, I might be with Aubrey Marcus. drinking that Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah, that's what I came here to talk about, actually. I wanted to talk about on it. <laughs> <laughs> I spelled O-N-N-I-T. <laughs> yeah. You get 10% off all your supplements. <laughs> <laughs> what do you yeah. like? What uh, Change my mind about Aubrey Marcus. Change what do you your like mind. about him? I don't like anything about Aubrey Marcus because I don't know much about him, but I do like his ideas um, about his morning rituals. So, like, it's this book that he started reading, and it's called Own, own the, the Day, day own, own Your, your life. life, which sounds... Super retarded. So yeah. It sounds horrible. It's like a Christmas carol. But I started <laughs> listening to it because I kind of had nothing else to do on a drive. And he has this morning ritual um, where it starts with taking a cold shower and you do this like Wim Hof breathing. And if anyone doesn't know what that is, it's basically Wim Hof is like the ice man and he's good at hiking Everest with uh, no shirt on. And that's like what all of his followers do. So also kind of a cult. Yeah. Well, he has a well. bunch of world records with like um, cold stuff, like swimming <laughs> under ice and shit like that. Yeah. But in this book, he talks about like you start your day with a cold shower and this Wim Hof breathing. And then you drink this cocktail of water and lemon and sea salt. Drink that. And then you spend five minutes in sunlight moving around, doing some kind of movement. And it's seriously... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Are you he touching? He touched me first and I was don't, super don't into it. I'm sorry. And <laughs> I noticed you covered your boner with that pillow, sir. I mean, yeah. It, it's not a boner, I'm just packed. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it went away now. Okay, but hold it's on. Fine. Let's not yeah, quick. get back oh, into sorry. the dick rabbit hole. hole just yet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you do. We were there for like 15 minutes before you Yeah, I, we just stopped that too. All right. Yeah. Okay, so the, yeah, the ritual in the morning. It, Drinking like stuffs. It's it's awesome. You drink uh, like a bunch of water with sea salt and uh, lemon, uh, and it makes you feel pretty fucking good, man. Like taking a cold shower in the morning and then drinking this cocktail or whatever, moving around a little bit and like going outside so the sun like hits your face and you wake up like that. Yeah, it's, it's it pretty cool. It makes sense, especially because in New York in like the winter seasons we don't. Shower. 
Mm. What, yeah, it sounds horrible, and it honestly is so difficult to do every morning, but it's kind of like life changing. So anyway, if you guys are into this, uh, go to onit.com, <laughs> check out their site. <laughs> <laughs> but but to to give Nick some uh, some uh, what is it like just some ammo, the next chapter after he hooks you with that is about on it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get through the whole book, but that yeah. first part—I uh, think he's got to be a really smart guy as far yeah. as as far as marketing goes. Right. Yeah. But I I'm just like grotesquely opposed to any sort of like when I sense marketing, mm -hmm. I just don't like it. It's a really big turnoff. Yeah. Of like, hey, if you're super into some shit and you want to talk about it, you're gonna be able to get me to listen. If you're passionate about it, if you're into it, yeah, that's great. I'll listen to that. Mm -hmm. But the moment I feel like I'm, uh, you know, a, a product or an agenda is being pushed upon me. It's an, an even if it's something that I would like, it's an instant turnoff, and I think that that's why I don't like the guy. Is yeah. even though we probably have a lot of this, like a lot of similar interests, and we'd probably have some good conversations. It's just like it's just too forceful. I don't like it. Mm. Yeah, the one thing w about Aubrey that like one time I listened to him and I'm like, ah, this guy might be kind of a dipshit, <laughs> is that he he was on the Duncan Trussell Family Hour. I don't know if you guys listened to that ever, but uh, I watched it twice. I know that though. It, I love it, and it's. Uh, he was talking about like uh, polyamory or whatever, and like how him and his girlfriend like have like mutual partners and whatever. And he was saying like, "Oh yeah, we've been doing it like three or four years now, and it's awesome. It's so great, you know." And sometimes like I get that dragon inside of me when she like takes up a new lover, and I get like super jealous. And I'm like, "How is that working for you, dude? Like that doesn't make any sense to me. Like if four years into trying something." like that it's still not working and you're still getting these like crazy jealous feelings it probably doesn't work i don't know i don't feel like it's that I don't know. so it's right then i was like eh, i don't know about all this but that morning ritual shit works yeah it's pretty I, sweet. I really think that morning rituals in general just work yeah there's a, there's yeah a, there's ted talk is i th we probably have talked about this because i'm having that feeling of we've probably talked about this but there's <laughs> a navy seal who i th i'm not sure if it's a ted talk now that i think about it but he has a a speech so you can find it online about the importance of making your bed in the morning the mm. importance of waking up and immediately accomplishing a task Jocko. and how that no it's not jocko i have heard that yeah but uh, it's just some older guy it feels like it's maybe a commencement speech or something yeah. but that uh by waking up having having a task checking it off the list kind of sets the tone for the day of getting shit done yeah and so i i really enjoy my morning ritual which is quite a bit different than what he's saying but uh when i do a good job of what I intend to do in the morning, <coughs> it makes the rest of the day easier. How do you yeah. start your morning? I fantasized I about <laughs> it. <laughs> really How many goats do you sacrifice? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, I have uh, just my morning exercise and coffee routine. Okay. Um, Sounds like it's, it's some secret shit that all. you don't want to talk no, about. No, I really feel <laughs> like I've described <laughs> this in depth. Of oh, like oh, so I'm talking like you mm. wake up in the morning. Not, not So my morning routine that gets my day started is from the time I get out of bed to the time I leave the house. Mm -hmm. And then through mm. through the morning, but like so that time frame. I know you s listen to Whitney Houston on the way to work, mm -hmm. <laughs> but no. before <laughs> not often, but it's happened. <laughs> <laughs> Only if he wants to cry. Only. Got it. No, you're, you're, you're <laughs> it's, fucking it's up my story. It's good to get a good son. cry right before work, you know. No, I that. get up in the morning. I'm real quiet because Sam's still asleep. I get my coffee. I get my shit together on my drive. I listen to a podcast for the her first half of my drive, and then as soon as I pass the Beltway, I'm halfway to work. And I start listening to music because I feel a lot better once I've started moving a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll just listen to shit that I, 
I will scream rap lyrics in my car. Hell <laughs> That's yeah. A song. Which it's, it's, I really love the thought of what if someone else was in my car because I'm, I have headphones on as I'm doing this. <laughs> so it's silent in my car oh, aside really? from me screaming, <laughs> which I'm sure if anyone ever plants a camera in my car, you're going to get some good shit. Fuck, that's so, funny. But that gets me moving. It gets me <laughs> loosened up. And then I show up to the drop zone and I, I exercise before work. And now that I've been moving to the music, like I'm feeling a little loose, a little warm. And All right. Then, yeah. And then that's awesome. That's a good yeah. way to wake I'm up. I'm putting a camera in your car. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. Why the headphones? I just like them. I don't know. Okay. I, it's easier than connecting my phone to the car. And, yeah. and when I'm in the middle of something, like if I get a phone call, headphones, perfect, yep. already oh. working. If I get out, I'm, I'm, sometimes if I'm in the middle of a really interesting podcast, I'll still be listening to it as I get out of the car mm-hmm. and start my workout. And it's just nice to have that. Yeah. Do you keep both flow. ears covered or do you like keep one open? If I'm sh- <laughs> shouting <laughs> my rap lyrics, I keep one open. <laughs> I want to hear just that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't he care about the police car behind me. Yeah. I want to hear me rap. Right. Is, that, <laughs> is, it, is it illegal? Is it illegal to have headphones on? I don't know. I actually think it might be, but that's just me thinking. Well, yeah, I yeah. thought so police. too. I wonder if there was a, like a young Jamie who could look that shit up. Right. Pull that shit up, young <laughs> yeah, Jamie. Yeah, we look up headphone <laughs> laws in Texas. <laughs> have you shout them at us, please? Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Well, and if the cop pulls you over, you can just be like, "I wasn't listening to music." I was just, uh, you know, talking to my mom. Right. He's like, oh, really? Like, yeah. You yell that kind of stuff to your mom? I'm like, yeah, dude, whatever. <laughs> I, uh, morning shower. Do you shower in the morning? Not usually, no. No? That explains everything. Oh, man. Mm. Can you, you can't, I cannot start my day without a shower. No. no. A shower I used is to not. important to my morning. Yeah? Yes. Pivotal. But hot. I mean, like, freaking come out looking like a lobster. Not Texas. No. no. It's, it's not illegal not in Texas. Illegal. Some states it is. Okay. Oh. Cool. So sweet. you're in Texas, you're all there sweet. Go. go to Cali, to go. it's Lucky. probably illegal because it's illegal. I lost my place. Yeah, the, the showers <laughs> in the, the morning, I, it's, it's pivotal for me, man. I cannot go to work without taking a shower or do anything without taking a shower first thing in the morning. Especially because, I mean, part of it is like being an instructor, my body, I wake up and I'm like 80. And then I take a shower and I feel like I'm 27 again, you know, because my body just kind of warms up a little bit and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, I just feel so gross, dude. Like even when I go camping, I'll just like dump water on my face or something. But the cold shower in the morning is rough. It's so hard some days. I can't afford the shrinkage. It's I just <laughs> <laughs> dude, it's real, Already man. Dealing it with gets limited serious. resources. Yeah, it's <laughs> negative. Yeah, oh, I mean no. That's yeah, it's tricky, tricky for sure. Especially here, like I've been taking cold showers since I've been here. You know, at the hotel. And the cold water in Houston is fucking cake compared to the cold water in New York now that it's winter. Yeah. Those pipes are cold, man. And it's like freezing. Like my skin hurts. I come out red looking like a lobster because of the cold water. It's fucking brutal. Have you done cryotherapy? Have you tried that? No, not yet. I wonder how the two compare. Mm. Have you done an ice bath Mm. like after a a workout? Yeah, I've done that. In the bathtub? Yeah. How how does that? Well, I haven't done an ice bath. I ice bath but uh i've been to like spots that have the water at like 40 degrees okay. and then you like dunk yourself gotcha, into yeah. it and that's the shit yeah, <sighs> yeah it's yeah, awesome that is the shit. but man an ice bath would be I, yeah just sitting in there like slowly putting your feet in it's fucking terrible yeah, yeah. i would have to have somebody just like hold me over to bathtub and just drop me into it how did you get enough ice into your bathtub you just go to the the gas station and get two big bags of ice yeah yeah so much work 
Yeah, <laughs> they think you're going to a party, but you're not. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, it's a party, just not just your favorite in my kind. bathtub. Have you yeah. tried uh, cryo since? I've o- gone? Only that one time. Okay. How, how, how was it? DJ's got more experience with it. He's probably, oh, probably tell a better cool. story one, about it. One time I was like, this was interesting. It was invigorating. I could see the cold shower waking you up thought process. Um, it was after an AFF course, so I'm super beat up. After a week of travel, I'm super beat up. Um, I did three sessions three days in a row, and I was there was no soreness at the end of those three days. I was comfortable. Nice. Um, I wanted to try. I heard three to four days in a row. Um, I'm traveling a lot this month, going to be sleeping on really shitty beds, going to be super sore, super beat up. So I'm about to do three more back-to-backs, and mm. we'll, we'll see. So th- so it's, what, like hour-long sessions? No, oh, short. three minutes. Oh, right, because it's minutes. freaking freezing it's cold. It's fucking cold. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like it's shit, negative 100 and something, right? <sighs> That's what they say. Negative Dude. 160, I think, is level three. Wow. Jesus yeah. Christ. It's, it's oh, there's so levels. Level one, two, I and three, and they're like 10 degree differences. I Christ. still don't think that it's anywhere near like the intensity of the experience like i i don't know how cold an ice bath is i have i've never stuck a thermometer that in scares one, me more but it fucking hurts man and in uh, 15 minutes in, in an ice bath you get up and you can't walk your legs are fully gone mm. well and yeah, although the, the 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 what's the fucking thing the cryo chamber is really cold it just it, it doesn't i don't i don't think it can have the same impact and maybe there's a good chance that maybe an ice bath is too much i don't know well, I know from scuba diving, like, water depletes your body of heat way faster than air does, right? So if it's, yeah. like, 40 degrees outside, it's like, oh, I'm cold, and then you'll last, like, a few hours. But 40-degree water, you're fucked. Yeah. Like, yeah, Less than an hour. maybe a half yeah. hour, and you're done. Yeah. Yeah. So I would think that that makes sense. Like, maybe 30 seconds or three minutes in an ice bath at the same temperature, three minutes in, like cryo might be the same benefits i don't so i haven't got the detailed explanation to this next statement but when you're in cryo they tell you when you start feeling pins and needle and things are just stabbing you and it hurts tell us right away it can't go any further that's the perfect point a you're risking damage but b anything colder than that is doing unnecessary stuff so they're saying that's the optimal range now i don't know why they've said that i don't i mean she explained it to me some real cool words Mm. but I mean, you've heard the words heat shock proteins and cold shock proteins, right? And that with heat shock proteins, there's a duration to the exposure of extreme heat before the heat shock proteins start doing their thing. Yes. And so I don't, I'm not a fucking scientist. I don't know any of this stuff. But it it seems to me like uh, there has to be something with the duration that you're probably not going to get in a a three-minute exposure. But lots of people seem to like it, so... What yeah. the fuck do I know? I dude, I'm I'm not the jury's out, but yeah. but it, it helped you. you I gotta said. try it. Easiest recovery I had, but yeah. I also have to say that AFF course was really strong flyers. Mm. Um, you're a trainer, right? Yeah. Uh, when people are out there spotting, some of some of them do it so smooth you never feel it. Yeah. And some of them do it and it hurts you. Oh, dude, yeah. Same thing shit. in AFF, man. There's candidates yeah. who roll me over or catch me in a spin where I just like, dude, that was clean. That's comfy. You can do that all day. And others when I'm like, oh. Dude, calm yeah, down. Yeah, like chill through. Yeah. Like I'm made out of bone and muscle. I'm like old. chill out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how many how many jumps do you guys do to graduate an AFF instructor? Uh so you only need four uh, you have four jumps to pass. Okay. Three of them you have to pass, so you have one mulligan. Hmm. Um but people make practice jumps in the course. Seven is is a good quick number. Um I've seen four or three just to learn the die flows and then go up and do them. Nice. Uh some people do 10, 13 is common. Okay. Beyond that, mm, you might pass, but you're probably struggling coming in. You probably should have been more ready. 
Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Dude, we do, uh, what is it? It's like six hours of spotting uh, for four weeks uh, and like <coughs> five days a week. I think and that's it's better. fucking insane. Yeah. I think but these guys come in not knowing <laughs> shit. Like they come in knowing nothing. Yeah. If I could afford to change the process and I don't think what I want to see changed is, is, is going to work, um, what I want and what works are two very different things. Right. But I would love to see any of our instructor training, our coach training, our tandem training, our instructor training, all be longer training programs where we go and spend a day on different hook and block techniques, where we go spend a mm-hmm. day on spins, where we go spend a day on flying different rollovers, using leg rollovers, hip rollovers, all of the above. But skydivers, limited time. Like in the tunnel, it's easy to add six hours up. Right. Totally. Yeah. In the sky, man, it takes so yeah, much work to forever. get there. Yeah. And the budget uh, of you're coming to train as an AFF instructor, you're probably paying for everything out of your pocket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're working at a tunnel like iFly, there's a good chance you're getting paid to be there. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So the, the limits to what it what we can train just doesn't fit. what I, I love the idea of let's do multiple days of each thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, it works. It works well. Um, we're, we're doing a good job overall as an industry. Yeah. I just, I don't want people <coughs> as good as the best people we have right now. I want those people to be the worst and the next breed to be better. Yeah, yeah for sure. You know? Totally. And, and I think they will be, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> totally. It's going that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, how many spots do you like do? Like, I, I know you said like the hook and block. We have the same thing in the tunnel where you yes. hook the knee, block the hip or the shoulder mm-hmm. um, to stop a spin. And you said like rollovers, like the knee and the uh, the hip, you know, like how many like spots do you guys do? Like how many things do you have? So right now pass? you and I could go out and do a couple practice jumps mm-hmm. because you want to learn the flow of the dive. Right. And those two practice jumps, you're going to stop me from spinning once. You're going to roll me over once. And I'm going to do a spinning rollover. Right. The first time I show Justin a rollover, he's he's new to all these ideas. I roll over on my back static, present 90 degree side body, let him drop down, grab me, roll me over. Yeah. Next time I'm moving around on my back, then I start getting dynamic and moving more. Right. Um, that's <laughs> Justin's over here. <laughs> if you're not watching, he's <laughs> making up and down. I hate DJ uh, faces. <laughs> but you hate Fudala. That's Fudala is is his enemy now. Oh yeah. Um, but we'll do that on two jumps. One jump slot flying. One jump practicing spins and rollovers. Yeah. Then to check out you'll do three training jumps or three evaluation jumps the first one is focused on rollovers and spin stops the next two are focused on slot flying and if you give me space i'll throw a rollover or spin in there and if you grab me wrong i'll throw a rollover in there so it's you creating bad issues right Mm -hmm. Right. that's all that's all you need to pass an aff course which Mm. i mean it if you're pushing right as an evaluator you can prove a lot on one jump we basically just go from hey nick you're a skydiver let's go kick ass so it, it's it's a really rough learning curve. Yeah. yeah. The tunnel man, I, I it's it's an advantage for sure the way you can learn. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh yeah, I've seen AFF instructors bring their students to the tunnel or um actually AFF trainers bring their people to the tunnel and like put like this like weird harness on and then just have them kind of do like the high flight that we do where we mm-hmm. take people up or whatever and then just have them kind of like handle that, you know, just to feel it out. Um and that seemed pretty beneficial. We learned that from you guys, man. I, as an examiner, yeah. I, I there are other people had to do it at some point, but of my group of friends, I'm the first one I knew who was doing it. But a tunnel instructor talked to me about pitch control. Hey, when my ca- when my when my tunnel students in the tunnel driving at the wall, I just lower his hips, pick up his head, stop him from driving. Now I can give him a hand signal and then pick it back up or let it fly. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> Why don't we do that in AFF? And I'm like, well, that's a fucking good question, bro. 
Yeah. So in training jumps, like with Justin, we go out on one jump on the exit. I'm going to give you a good exit just so we can get right away to a drill. And we're either going to start driving or backsliding our asses off, spinning them, and say, you got to practice pitch control. Those things we actually stole from the tunnel. The tunnel has made us all better, in- including instructors. I'm with it. Yeah, it, it's oh awesome. Yeah. Dude, it's, I, I, I get so annoyed at the argument that the tunnel is not the sky and the sky is not the tunnel. There's a truth to that, but the hatred. Th- there's so many of our friends who use both. Yeah. Some of our friends who don't, but they accept both. Right. Yeah. And, pe- then, and then there's people that are like, the tunnel sucks. Yeah, why the hell are you going to go to the tunnel? I remember the first time <laughs> I was at I a like drop zone. I like that you zone. put on your old belly fire yeah. voice. Yeah, <laughs> 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 uh, total stupid. Uh, yeah, but man, I remember one time, uh, or the first time that I was at Spaceland, you know, I went with John Barry and we were just partying over there fucking around. I wasn't even close to jumping yet. Um, and everybody was like, hey, man, you guys want to like head to Memorial and like, you know, fuck around a little bit? And everybody was like, yeah, let's go. And this one dude who didn't know I was an instructor at the tunnel was just like, oh, yeah, let's go simulate skydiving. And I was <laughs> like, uh, have you been to the tunnel? And he was like, no, why the fuck would I do that, man? I learned in the sky. And I'm like, eh, y- you might want to go to the tunnel and, like, you know, work on some stuff a little bit to see if you can, like, better your skydiving in the sky. And he was just not having it. He was not about it. And he was about our age, so he wasn't even old. So, so sounds like a real piece of shit. Yeah, yeah fuck that guy. Fuck. I can't remember who it is. I'd shout him out, but I don't know. He probably quit. Hopefully. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. The skydivers who seem to think the least of the tunnel seem to be the least or the more limited flyers. Mm. It's super rare. Somebody who's like, oh, the tunnel's lame or the tunnel sucks is a good flyer. Yeah. They might say I, I don't choose to use it, but they respect it. Right. right man. Which is fine yeah. with me, man. Like, if you don't want to go to the tunnel, that's cool. Like, whatever. You know, you want to spend your time, like, actually skydiving. I, I don't blame you. You know, that's that's your predicament. Do, do what you want. Yeah, I started, uh, so like the tunnel in Westchester opened up like really shortly after I got my A license. So I had like 50 jumps, then I went to the tunnel and I was like, because I was so sick of not being able to make it to like belly formations or like not being able to like skydive with my friends. And so I did and I did, I went like, I did 10 minutes there and then ended up going back over and over again and then ended up working there. And now um, I don't have much like i think i'm close to 300 skydives so it's not much i'm like really really new to it still can't really afford to jump that much because i work for iFly but um, like i can't afford (laughs) iFly because i work in skydiving right so i mean it would have you know it kind of balances each other out but um now like the quality of jumps that i get to do are just so good like i can kind of go on anything i can like get on anything i can like be in angle camps and I mean, I'm still scared of, like, <laughs> more than five people on the same jump. Um, but, yeah, it's just, it's totally different. Like, it's, I mean, if I didn't use the tunnel at, like, 200-something jumps, like, I wouldn't be able to, I'd still be not making it to formations. Yeah, it definitely yeah. ups your free fall game, you know, if yeah. you if you learn from the right people and you learn it right. But at the same time, like, the tunnel rats do have a bad reputation in skydiving because people like me who i started instructing and then two years later barry was like when you're gonna jump out of a plane dude i'm like i don't know this weekend and he's like cool let's go and he took me skydiving and then like i started learning but on the way to spaceland he told me he's like listen all right people at the drop zone that know that you're an instructor are not gonna like you because they know that you have a huge tendency to be a sketchball you know because you know how to fly and then you're gonna be doing head down shit and like doing all this crazy stuff. 
and you're going to be doing it wrong and you're mm-hmm. going to be tracking away wrong and you're going to be just fucking everything up. And with that in mind, I went to the drop zone and I was just like, I don't know anything about shit out here. I can fly, but that's about it. And it, I know it doesn't get me very far. You know what stood out about you when I first met you? Mm. What you just said. You telling the story, I was like, oh my God. I first met you, and, and the first time I remember talking to you, I probably had talked to you previously, you were standing in a debrief area looking at some videos with an instructor or something, and you were as humble as fuck. And I'm like, this tunnel rat comes in with this attitude that this gives me an advantage to learn. I'm ready to learn. If that was your attitude. I'm like, let's see what you got, kid. Yeah, and it dude. stood out, dude. Good job. You, yeah, you pulled you. it off. You pulled it off really thank well. You. Yeah, awesome. I was lying the whole time. Now you're <laughs> okay. No, no, now we see through it. You're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Piece of shit. Fuck oh, you me. really knew how cool you were all along, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Just like all your fucking buddies. I'm going to trick this old man. He's going to like me. Yeah, but I, it's, it was so funny, too, because when I got to the DZ, everybody, like, when they saw that it, I was kind of humble and whatever, they started fucking with me a lot more because they were just friendly. They're like, okay, whatever. And Barry, like, introduced me to somebody and they're like, hey, man, I got a Velo 79 you can buy. And I'm like, oh, perfect, dude. How much? Like, 200 bucks? Like, how much does those, those things cost? I don't know how much it costs. Let's fucking, I'll buy it off you. Like, can I trade you some tunnel time for it? And he was just like, he was like, ah, oh, this motherfucker. Like, <laughs> <laughs> What was the uh, thing that John told you when he first took you on your, he took you on your first tandem? What? About the straps? Oh, fuck. <laughs> dude, Barry got me so bad with this. He, you know, he was trying all like the scaring the tandem tricks, you know, and uh, and he goes, OK, man, I just got to check these 10 straps on your harness uh, to make sure that everything's good. Right. Like these 10 buckles. And he goes, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, one, two, three. Uh, yeah, it's fine. Whatever. We're good. And I was just like, man, what the fuck? Like, because he hadn't done it in a while. Right. And I'm like, man, what the hell is going on? And I go to, I think, Joe Getty <laughs> or like some like noob, like tandem instructor. And I'm like, hey, man, can you recheck this shit? Because like Barry hasn't done this in a bit. <laughs> and he said he's counting like to nine, but he's supposed <laughs> to count to ten. And like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. And I'm terrified, obviously, because I'm about to do like a tandem. And I, I was a fucking noob. And uh, he just started just dying laughing. And he like brought john over and he was like did you tell this guy and john just started dying and then after that i was just like god damn it if you came up to me and said that to me i would have counted to nine i've been like yeah "Mm -hmm, i'm in yeah oh yeah dude he missed one would just continue the joke (laughs) yeah Yeah. because there there isn't a single person who's worked in skydiving for you know full time for a year or more who isn't completely sick of all of these jokes and here's the every day you know yeah so i guess it would depend on what sort of day the other instructor was having (laughs) or that he's gonna say i'll relax man he's just fucking with you or if he's gonna continue the joke and count be like yeah something's definitely off dude you should be worried yeah well and then barry like john came up to me and he was like just so you know i have more tandem skydives that that dude has skydives total and i was like oh i'm an idiot like john barry's like a mega expert at this shit and i'm just a dummy and then the the other thing that he did on the plane, since he was like kind of done fucking with me, but there was this girl that was really scared, and I loved this trick, and I can't wait to do it someday. Um, the girl was next to us, and she was just like rubbing her legs. She was like really scared, like shuffling, like you know, like oh, she's just super nervous. And he's like, "Oh, you see her? She's super freaking out, right?" He's whispering into my ear, all sexy, like. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, "We're about to drop off." Uh, 
like hopping pops so the plane's gonna slow down and do like this weird like movement that she's totally not gonna expect so just watch it for when it does that and he just he's they're about to they open the door a little bit and they slow the plane down and barry just grabs her leg and he grabs onto the plane and he just goes (laughs) (laughs) and this girl starts screaming (laughs) and the whole fucking plane is just dying of laughter and that oh man it was so funny (laughs) it was so fucking good dude that i miss that dude so much I I, l- I love yeah. sitting at the back of the plane by the door, just watching tandem <laughs> students' faces Dude. on the ride up when they're Fuck. on the shower, but just looking at them, petrified oh or man. lost or mesmerized. Yeah, oh. yeah. yeah, it's, it's great. And I thought that was my second tandem, but the first tandem I did it when I was like 19, and I was all like, "I'm an adrenaline junkie. I'm a badass. Whoa, let's do this!" And I'm in the plane. I'm all pumped. I'm like, "You guys are scared of pussies and all this shit." And I really was pumped. Like, you know, I was all into it. And then we get to the door, and I was just like, nope, I don't want to <laughs> fucking do this. I hate this. I hate every <laughs> decision that led to this. I don't want to go anymore. And I tried to back up, and the dude was just <laughs> hanging on to the door. And I was like, ah. And then we <laughs> jump out, and when he opened, you can see in the video my face just turns white. I'm just like, uh, what's happening? Just totally not an adrenaline junkie at that <laughs> point. I was just like, nah, dude, this is too much. <laughs> Gravity said, you're a bitch. Yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> not happening. Where did you do your first job? Um, in uh, Space Center or something like that. It's in Florida. Skydive Space Center in Titusville. Yeah, Out yeah, yeah. Where you can probably. see the yeah, yeah, Canaveral. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was cool, man. It was yeah, it was fun. And I didn't jump for like five years. So I was like, nope, too much. <laughs> Can't do it. You want to <laughs> bet that you're a better flyer than that tandem instructor? That I'll bet a. A thousand dollars. I'm a better flyer than that dude. Yeah, I think so. You're lucky. No. He's a TI who retired to become a tunnel flyer years before you did. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> God damn it! It's that guy. You oh son of a bitch. Shit! It's Rusty Lewis. So, <laughs> how, so how how did the interest to uh, of working in the tunnel come back around for you? So I um. It was pretty aggressive, wasn't <laughs> it? Yeah. Wow. It was like yeah. a chord that struck I heard after. Just story. Yeah. No. But uh, I uh, I didn't jump after that right for a long time obviously and uh then one day my family was like hey let's go indoor skydiving and i was like that is the dumbest shit (laughs) i've ever heard (laughs) like indoor skydiving why don't we fucking go ice skating like that is so lame (laughs) that is so lame i really like ice skating by the way i was (laughs) like yeah how do those compare (laughs) right whatever they both well they both wear really tight suits so that's one one way but yeah so we go and i'm looking at it and i'm like this is so dumb this shit is it's just stupid. What a waste of money. Uh, and then I get in the wind, and instantly I was like, oh, my God. This is the best shit ever. And I get out of the tunnel, and I look at my sister, who hated it, and I'm just like, I'm going to do this for a living forever. And she was just like, yeah, whatever, dude. Like, last week you wanted to become a fucking circus performer, and then before that you wanted to be, like, a professional juggler or whatever, or a fire spinner. So, cool. And then, like... A year later, I was working. Like, I moved to Austin to start working at iFly. Yeah. What year was that? Uh, that was 2014. Yeah, 2014. And, Bavani, when did you start working at the tunnel? 2016. Yeah. Okay. I got signed off in April. Mm. And you started... I'm, I'm going to do a little jump history. You started no when? I started... Jumping. Jumping? Yeah, the second with John Barry. 
Oh, shit. 16? Because you yeah. said two years? Yeah, 16. And you started jumping when? 2015. Okay, I'm just yeah. trying to put some perspective into place for myself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And where do you guys jump at now? Gotta have the ranch mostly in Gardner. Mostly. Yeah. The Ranch Pro Shop. Yeah. yeah. I'm sponsored by them, so I thought yeah. I'd wear their hey, shirt. Hey, do me a favor. Shout out to the Ranch Pro in Shop. The trash can, there's a card that's to me. Will you grab that Holla. card? It's pretty, it's really clean. It's fine. I want <laughs> you to give have, and one of the things I don't know if you guys have done is having the new flyer or the young jumper. Like having yep. a guy with a less than 100 jumps who's brand new to the sport or has yeah. a different perspective. It really. Like, you see the sport very differently than I... perspective of what skydiving is is so different and how you learned was so different because by the time that I started, you know, doing my AFF jumps, I could fly head down in the tunnel. So then that makes it so that the learning curve... <laughs> look, he's laughing. I love it, though. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. It's badass. Yeah, like, that makes it so that the learning curve <laughs> that I had in the sky, you know, um, not to show off or anything, but, like, Barry would be like, all right, man, we're going to do, like, front flips, back flips, and barrel rolls in this one. And I'm like, and what are we doing for the rest of the jump? And he's just like, well, that's that's about all I had planned. I'm like, okay, cool. So then I just stare at you for the rest of it. And he goes, yeah, all right. And then that's what we do. And then just like, okay. But uh, also on, on that note is that, yeah, I'm super new at it. And uh, it's still terrifying to me. You know, it's still kind of scary. What scares you the most? So right now, like I'm in a super weird mental state with jumping and I really wanted to bring this up in the podcast because you guys are both like mega experts, right? I don't know you, so I don't know how much, <laughs> how much you jump, <laughs> right? you but you're, but you're an FF it. instructor, right? <laughs> so my last two jumps, uh, the one, like the first one, I had a cutaway, which is pretty early for a cutaway at 80 something. It was jumps. your first cutaway. It was, yeah, it was my first cutaway. Well, yeah, yeah. My first cutaway. Um, I had tension knots on the right side and I couldn't fucking figure out what was wrong. And then I got to my uh, hard deck, chopped it. It was super clean, everything went well. Uh, everything landed on the drop zone, which is awesome. Uh, yeah, and then Sonic packed the rig again, uh, which is great. And I had just picked it up that day, which is such a bitch. Like I just picked it up from a repack, jumped it, chopped it, brought it back for another repack. Um, so I had that, which Obviously, after you get a cutaway, it's normal to be like a little bit hesitant, right? Like scared, right? Uh, and then the next jump, I was jumping at a boogie at the, uh, what, what was that? Oh, the TSK. TSK, TSK boogie. boogie. The underwear one. Yeah. Yeah, the, the underwear orange one. Underwear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, somebody was leading a jump and we were doing an angle and he led us the wrong way or whatever. I open up, I'm stowing my uh, slider. And just somebody like 40 feet away just comes screaming past me, opening, right? And he wasn't from my group. So I was like, fuck, like something went terribly wrong and I got to figure out what it was. So then I get to the ground, I watch the videos and whatnot. The other jumper was from like a three-person belly group. They were all together to hold jump. So we definitely track under them. And then I watched the video from our jump and we're going right up jump run, right? So then after that, now I'm like, fuck dude like super sketched out on jumping like i didn't jump for the rest of the weekend and like being such a new jumper it's like man did i like overstep my boundaries in like what jumps i should be doing or is this just a sport where like like it's just gonna be sketchy sometimes and you just kind of have to accept that there's gonna be those situations or is it the drop zone or it what you know i would say both of your statements are true that I've totally had people fall. Uh, Forty feet's really close. I don't know that I've had anyone pass me that that closely in free fall. Yeah. But um, 
but I've definitely seen parachutes a lot closer than I would have liked them to be, unexpectedly yeah. mm-hmm. so. And I think ang- angle flying still, a re- I mean, skydiving is a really new sport. Angle flying is the newest part of skydiving. Yeah. Right. These new ty- movement type of skydives. And so there are a lot of variables that uh, haven't been taken into account for a long period of time to really understand a big picture of some of the planning with those sorts of jumps. Yeah. Uh, the, the, nece- the necessary planning. And there aren't, there are a lot of people who don't understand the necessary planning. So they're obviously not doing it. And, you know, to the person who led the jump, how, m- er, how many jumps did they have? How experienced, how, how well do they know the area? Are they at this boogie? Do they even know the, the, the lay of the land to plan accordingly? Did they know what jump run was going to be? Did they know what the next group was doing? Where they Did they have a plan of where they were going to open? Yeah. There are a lot of questions that I think uh, we're still... I think some places that have a lot of flyers that are on the uh, more experienced level of understanding what questions we need to ask. I think some of those people at some of those places are doing a really good job of it. But um, I got to I got to play uh, assistant manager for the weekend mm-hmm. a couple couple weekends ago, which which meant I spent a lot more time than usual looking at canopy openings from the ground. Right. And I saw a group uh, who th- I know the person was leading the jump was super experienced, thousands of jumps. I would say one of the best flyers at the drop zone. And I saw his group open up, fly right back up the line of flight, and I saw the parachutes from the next group opening right in front of them. <sighs> yeah. And it's like, I know that person. I know that person's fully capable skill-wise, capable mentally of planning that jump safely and understanding line of flight and the next group and everything, and they were, it was still there. Right. Yeah. One thing that, first of all, there's a problem. Uh, no doubt what Nick describes is happening, and, and we're learning to... to work on it as a culture and asking questions is smart but if you exit before the drop zone don't fly to the drop zone fly right. perpendicular until you see the group after you open which is something i think you understand but people really need to hear because a lot of these younger flyers are going out at, whether they're belly flyers out early or angle flyers and movement flyers out early and they're flying straight back at their buddies before their buddies open right the problem is bigger than that but that's at least going to help mitigate that risk some yeah. The, the thing that I'm hearing from you is is part of it's a, a fear thing, and, and fear is just an easy word, right? Right. Um, man, a it's good that it's there. It tastes good. It's enjoyable. Fear is going to control you, or you're going to control fear. Let fear empower you. There's certain things that I know to do, and certain things I know how to do. And when that fear hits me, I use it like, man, I know what to do. I know how to handle it. These are my courses of action. If I follow these courses of action, these are the chances I'm going to live. Man, I let that fear be my motivation to live, my motivation to know, my motivation for knowledge. Nick and I are about to jump a real complex rig just doing some test jumps for intentional cutaways. And it has two cutaway handles right next to each other, a reserve handle where I'm not used to it being. So you can bet money. Both of us, before we jump it, our buddy Roy, we're going to do a shitload of handle touches. We're going to check everything out. We're going to let that, like, hmm, this is different. Empower us to be smarter. Right. Mm-hmm. So, A, be happy you have that fear, or you're fucked in the head. Yeah. B, it's going to control you, or you're going to control it. It's going to be there. Use it, man. Let, let it be a motivator. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, mean, yeah. I mean, I think that the thing that is also super scary to me is that the cutaway, I, I can get behind. It's like, all right, man, I packed it fucked up or like whatever. I didn't check or certain things. Or shit just happens. Or shit happens, yeah. yeah. T- tension nuts will just, th- they're going to happen. Yeah, and it's like, okay, I did exactly what I had to do, right? 
but then that angle jump like the next jump after and then like somebody opening next to me and i like didn't see it coming and i didn't know how to react and all that stuff that's the part where i'm like man i am a noob at this and like shit happens all the time and it's and it's if shit happens because of me like oh you put your rig on whatever or like you packed it kind of wrong or whatever or like your body position was shit when you opened that's on me and i'm okay with that causing accidents but what i'm really sketched with is like other people causing accidents that affect me right so like even if i go on a group that we're just going vertical and then the group after is led by somebody that leads them under us now like i'm in trouble because somebody else was fucking up right so then it's like okay do i trust everybody on this plane that's never gonna like really be a thing unless i'm doing like some like fly for life camp or like you know something where like everybody's an expert or everybody knows what they're doing um at any given drop zone like there's gonna be somebody in the plane that you don't know so then i'm like well do i trust that dude or like how much of a risk am i willing to take because of the people on this plane right mm. I, I think a good key for you is going to be asking questions mm. of like if i like uh text really great angle flyer i i know that he's going to know the plan right and so i i ask text mostly for my own peace peace of mind and expectations of uh where i'm going to be when my parachute opens i say hey what where are you expecting us to open like i don't need to know the turns that he's planning on doing because I like, I think it is more challenging flying to not know whether it's going to be going to my good way or my bad way or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I learn more that way. Yeah. But I just say, hey, uh, we're going to be first out, right? Cool. Which way is jump run? Cool. Where where do you think we're going to open? Oh, over the houses? Cool. Because I want to know where we're going to open and where the line of flight is because with uh, usually an angle flying group at Spaceland is going to be first out. So it's likely that there's a, a bigger belly formation that's going to be out right after us. So I'm definitely going to be opening pretty, you know, I might be opening 20 seconds or, God, maybe 30 seconds before they open if we have mm -hmm. a fast fall rate and they have a long climb out. And in 30 seconds under a small, highly loaded canopy, I can go pretty far. Yep. Yeah. So if I'm not aware of where that next group is, I don't, <laughs> don't want to be unknowingly flying right underneath this big group of old belly jumpers who are going to suck it down dirty low, right? I don't want to <laughs> be there. <laughs> mm -hmm. So um, why are they always old? because <laughs> they're the ones with the really long climb out that took forever to show up right <laughs> yeah dude, like, I, i've been, I've been flying my parachute for 30 seconds skydiving's over in my brain you know <laughs> like and then here here they come here they come but um yeah ask ask those questions hey what direction are we gonna go hey i'm yeah. new here hey i don't have many jumps like own, own the humility a little bit and someone's right. gonna be a lot uh happier to share the information with you yeah. and if they don't have the answers of oh we're just gonna go out and do some stuff it's like, okay, well, I need more of a plan than, than doing that stuff. What yeah. size was that group you were on, that angle group? Four people. Four people? Yeah. So one thing that comes to my mind very quickly is I got no doubt you can fly with four people really well. I got no doubt you could fly with six, seven, eight people really well. What I would think of in a new jumper's position like yours where uh, exceptional skill set, no doubt, sky awareness, the ultimate situational awareness is lacking. Right. Keeping them to two ways, maybe three ways, so you can learn to navigate. Nick might be leading me, but I want to see where he's taking me. Right. If I'm flying with two other people, I'm focused on making sure we're all doing our jobs. Right. So I would say, for now, smart, love the risk and the fears that you have, or excuse me, the thoughts and the fears that you have and the risks that you want to think about. Uh, limit your group size so you can learn about these problems, so mm -hmm. you can see them. Yeah. 
I bet money if you and I did a two-way, first of all, we wouldn't do that two-way because we would go nowhere on an angle. My <laughs> angle is straight <laughs> down, bro. I, I, I should learn to angle fly someday, but I'm not. Um, I've got no doubt that you would actually be able to see where we're going even though I was leading. You'd be like, okay, that, oh, okay, I see. That. Oh, hey, there's that. Yeah. Oh, hey, he's going to jump run. Fuck that, I'm stopping. And I bet mm. you would see that. On a four-way, maybe not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And w- when you're back flying on an, on an angle jump. Which I was. And you're close. It's fucking hard. I've done full 360s two feet away from somebody and thought we went straight the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. You can't so see it's, shit. it's just it's <laughs> you're, 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 fi- you're flying blind. You're trusting that person. Yeah. And that's why you got to ask, like, hey, where are we going to open? What direction are we going? Yeah. I don't care if you're doing... A 270 under the airplane or a 90 off. As long as you have a plan and you know where we're going, you looked at the winds, we talked to the other groups, like, you should do all that shit on every job. Yeah. It's also, like, I don't know, because I obviously haven't been around skydiving for long enough to actually know this, but it seems like maybe, you know, in, like, these past few years when there's been, like, 35 new wind tunnels opening up all around the (laughs) country and all of that's becoming, like, more accessible to people, um... I mean, it seems to me like in the past couple years at the drop zone, I've just been noticing like there's a lot of people doing these like movement jumps or things. That shit's that cool just on the Internet, man. Yeah, yeah, dude. And it's just like stuff that is way beyond someone's skill level, you know, and like I don't have a lot of experience in the sports. Like mm-hmm. I can't say anything. Um, but yeah, it's like really crazy and scary to like get on a plane and and hear like you know just hear like three different groups being like yeah we're gonna angle and i'm like i thought you could barely fly (laughs) like um i I don't i don't feel like you need a lot of expertise to know sketchy when you see it right (coughs) but i'm just wondering how different that is like because i'm just wondering if like maybe you know like 10 years ago if it was the same or not angle flying is pretty new in the last couple of years right i mean unless we're talking european not Benatti, but, but how, yeah. how it's caught on in the states is more of a, a, a fad thing yeah mm. that all the all the like i heard someone with fucking 30 jumps say i went on a the, my first angle angle track they made they use some weird words that those are words don't go together that you can tell it's just how someone with experience wouldn't describe it they felt like sandbags yeah. and uh <laughs> well, and they felt like sandbags <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> but thank it's, you. It's really hard. <laughs> I mean, the discussion that th- a few years ago would happen is like, hey, how do you how do you tell a newly licensed jumper that they're not ready to start free flying? They're not ready to just go start doing all these solo sit jumps. Yeah. And now it seems like that conversation that conversation's still there because people still do that. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, also, hey, how how do you tell someone they're not ready? Th- there are written rules at Spaceland about how many skydives you have to have to go on a solo. Um, movement jump of any sort and how many you have to have to follow and how many you have to to lead and the group sizes and how it relates to all that stuff. So That's but cool. But I don't think... I, I know that not everyone's following those rules. The guidelines are there. And may- maybe there are more guidelines than rules. So... Right. Yes, I'm sorry. They're not hard yeah. rules. Yeah, they're guidelines. Um, it really, regulation is a difficult word. Mm-hmm. Uh, partially because people are going to break things unintentionally. Uh, leaving them as soft as we can. And I, I like Steve Boyd's approach. I'm a big fan of, of it. Uh, our sport is very self-governing, and the more we can govern ourselves, the less rules we have to have. Yeah. So if the drop zone can throw out guidelines, and, and I, I speak on this topic because despite not being a movement guy, I'm a safety and training guy. So the policies we have, I was part of the committee who came up with it. 
uh, Jay Vienendahl, who did a lot of angles, was a big part of the committee. He was really the, like the major representation for angle flying. Uh, we worked with guys like Fly for Life. We worked with Brian Burke from uh, Paris and Dan BC from uh, no Dan BC from Paris and Brian Burke from Arizona. And uh, guidelines are just easier. It, it, it's it's easier to get people to actually follow guidelines. Hey, this is a rule, Nico. You have to do this. Right. Uh, Fuck that. Hey, guys, yeah. here's a bunch of good ideas. Let's breed a culture to do it. And it's weird. It actually seems to work better. It works mm. better. When you yeah. breed a culture than when you be a Nazi. <laughs> Go figure. That makes sense. That's <laughs> interesting. I wonder if that would work in the tunnel as well. Because we do struggle like with certain like rules and guidelines with instructors that are old oh, school. Oh, we still struggle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know. Uh, but yeah, I feel like that's definitely part of it. It's it's what are the guidelines? I don't know them. Right. Yeah. Uh, like what, you know, like the like all those questions that you were asking, that's super interesting to me. Like what are the right questions to ask before a jump? What's the jump order in the plane? Right. Like that's also something that I'm pretty new with. Uh, all that stuff, you know, like wh how what level of expertise is this? person leading this jump you know where are we gonna end up all that stuff like it i feel like that will give me a little bit more confidence yeah to face that fear it's not so much like i want the fear gone because i'm with you like fear is golden dude like you can use that shit but if you feel totally um like unprepared to face that fear it just like amplifies it until you're you just like freak out about nothing you know so I'll, uh, and it makes complete sense, and I'll give you one kind of last thought. We can go further with it, but for me, it's simple. I'm going to come to the tunnel next week where you guys work, mm. and I'm going to fly, and I'm going to work on my head down flying. And I'm good enough that I can fly on my head by myself, but I am going to figure out out-facing, carve-in-facing, carve-transition. I'm going to do this all without your help. Mm -hmm. Good luck. Why? <laughs> I got this. I got this. I saw that YouTube tutorial, man. I got this. Shit. Oh right? my god, those goddamn YouTube tutorials. So wait a minute. Us, what are you saying I should do instead? You gotta get coaching. Oh what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> camps, coaching, right? Right. And for you, there are so many uh, newer camps out there. Like, hey guys, come back, come back and be on the show again. We're not close to done, but come hang out. But yeah. man, uh, Tex throws a lot of great camps here. We have the Fly for Life boys here once a year. They're gonna mm. be doing something. Go to the land. I mean, look, traveling is a super cool thing in skydiving. Uh, find local coaching if you have a good local coach. I don't know the crew at the ranch beyond Sonic, and that's that's enough for me to know. Um, bye, baby, bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, that guy's a character, man. Um, but get coaching. Go to camps. Yeah. And get educated because it seems to me like you're a man, and, and you too, uh, Bavani, who a uh, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're a woman, a woman who knowledge really drives you and empowers you, right? And it, it should. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm all about it. Like, I, I mean, I, I read all the time about, you know, everything. Like, okay, this type of meditation or like this other thing or like this book or, you know, Aubrey Marcus or like cold showers and all that shit. Like, I like knowing as much as I can about whatever sport I'm going to go into or like whatever thing I'm going to be doing uh, before I like go into it you know like and you can ask barry and like uh chris fudala right shout out to that dude he taught me how to pack and like dude it was shout like out. yeah yeah <laughs> and and that dude that was you from know, like <laughs> <laughs> from was oh man also one of my trainers but um you know like whenever they would tell me anything i was just a hundred percent listening and trying to absorb all of that stuff you know and trying to like remember it and put it into my you know everything and like yeah like just 
every time somebody's like talking to me about something and they're the expert, I am 100% there. I want to absorb everything they say, you know? Uh, and yeah, man, like that's, uh, I, that's why I really wanted to bring that up in here just because, one, I haven't talked about it on the air at all because my parents listen to the other podcast. So like, I'm not going to talk about it there <laughs> about the cutaway. <laughs> but also because you guys are experts, you know, and yeah. I wanted to like hear like what your thoughts were on that. And I, man, honestly, like, I feel way better about it. You I know, mean, to put those two things in perspective, cutaways are it's pretty safe. We brought an extra one just in case this happened. Yeah. You know, I would much rather uh, deal with a cutaway than a near freefall con- collision 100%. because there's the, the first one we've planned and prepared for so much more. Right? You don't yeah. really have a second chance if someone falls on top of you at 100 miles an hour. Yeah, dude, it's done. So. Um, but I, I think it takes a certain level of experience to, I think this is true for skydiving and tunnel flying, to realize who's a good coach or who has the experience to coach the thing that you want to know. Mm-hmm. Like from a first-time flyer's perspective, they could have a really great experience with a brand-new tunnel instructor yeah. who literally can't teach them anything beyond the shitty belly skills <laughs> that they demonstrate on, the, on their demo. Right? Oh, man. <laughs> but but those people get coaching, right? The, peop- the person that comes back that knows nothing, to yeah. them that person's a god in the air because yeah. they yeah. went up and down. Real oh fast, yeah, they went yeah. To the right? Top. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they went to the top. <laughs> so, and I think that that same thing's true of like e- even <laughs> even the company that you're with right now. Like, DJ is not, you know, he's a super experienced skydiver, over eight thousand jumps. He's made more instructors than close to anyone on the planet, right? Yeah, there's a few guys who well got more than me. You're you're on the list. You're right up there. Right. And you know, I have I have a fair number of jumps, and I'm okay at, at certain parts of skydiving. And it's like, even dude, I get scared on angle jumps. I don't go on angle jumps with more than five people. Yeah. yeah. And unless they're really close friends, and I know everyone is, like, I, I just, I just don't want to be in those jumps. Yeah. Yeah. Because no, it's sense. something that that has come along so fast, and there are so many. You know, the, the more we move, the more variables you're introducing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it scares me. I don't like it. I yeah. mean, it's it's super fun. But when I think about uh, the risk versus reward of like, how badly do I want to be on an eight eight way angle with three strangers that I haven't jumped with? Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, uh, like some tunnel so rats. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I would say, man, f- do do a bunch of straight down jumps. Get used yeah. to get used to getting out of an airplane. Get used to seeing you know what the ground looks like. Getting super familiar with where you're at. But like jumping at a boogie. Like that's the best place to be super conservative, mm. and do less than what you would normally do at a place that you're familiar with. Yeah. Because most people are visiting at a boogie, right? And no the, one's and the leader current. was visiting. Right. So yeah. he, how well does he know north right. from south over some green field in some obscure place? Yeah. Especially the ranch is really confusing from the air. I mean, I I finished my FF there, and man, shit, it's kind of tricky to find sometimes. Land away from the trees. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> everywhere. That's yeah. everywhere. Yeah. That's everywhere. Yeah. It's um so recently on your show you were talking about as as a trainer you'll be up you'll fly and you'll close your eyes and just yeah. like hey man you've got the spot but you only yep. do that when the when the person you're training candidates the word we call what do you call uh, uh yeah like a trainee FIT okay, whatever trainee. Yeah. uh candidate only when I trust them to get there yeah. but I build them to that I get them there yeah you build that trust that same trust is going to have to be built in the sky yeah um I had something else that went with that but That's I lost it in my, in my brain though. Um, yeah, and even then, the man, that shit is felt so fucking scary. Like grabbing, like you know, a new instructor that's yeah. pretty ready to take high flights, and then I just I tell him, hey, listen, I'm grab onto me. I want you to high fly me, and in the middle of it, I'm gonna go fucking berserk, <laughs> and I'm gonna have my eyes closed. And if you don't save me, I'm gonna eat shit. And then they look at me with like big white eyes, and they're like, huh? And I go, cool, let's get in. 
And then I do it, and the whole time I'm like, oh my god, he better fucking catch me. I really hope he gets me. I'm just tracking. Ah, and oh, it's terrifying. So but at that point, you've built a trust with him, right? Yeah. Think about early training when you throw some of the first spots. Have you ever thrown some of those first spots going, I have a really big feeling this guy's going to hurt me and I'm scared? Oh, yeah. Same thing in an AFF course. Yeah. That fear for me, Nick was saying, with our jump numbers and our time, it still exists. Mm -hmm. There's time in an AFF course where in the intro you hear me say, I'm the target of a meat missile going 150 miles an hour. I'm on my back doing 130 to 140 and you're diving down at me. So you got to be going about 150 plus. And I'm the fucking target. It's scary. Yeah. yeah. And I go on those jumps. There's times I go out on a jump and I'm like, okay, I got to see him coming because I got to dodge this because this guy is going <laughs> to fucking crush me. Jesus. The good news is his chances are he can't catch me, so he probably won't hit me. Yeah. Right. It's, it's the, that, if you're bad enough that you can't catch me, then you're probably bad enough to hit me out of control. Yeah, right. definitely. So, that fear's still there, dude. Yeah. It happens all the time. And you, in the plane, when I hit that fear button, it tastes good. I, I, I it's, yeah. it's, there's something when I get that anxiety in the plane, I immediately go to that center calming thought that you get when you're throwing a spot. Right. And the ability to just control that empowers me. Man. Yeah, it's nice. You yeah. use that every day in your job, don't you? Uh, sometimes. Well, yeah, regularly. Not Dude, there is some. There is very fat people that come and fly, <laughs> and that <laughs> shit is terrifying sometimes. Like. They oh just gosh. they show you they're like hey here's uh Steve Steve is six five he weighs uh two hundred and ninety five pounds Twinkie and he has never uh, done anything with his arms before <laughs> and he wants to fly two minutes with a high flight and you're like motherfucker I weigh one hundred and thirty and I'm a level one instructor boss <laughs> yeah right yeah. yeah and they always you know like. Now that I'm like a, a high level trainer and all that stuff, they grab me. They're like, you can do it, right? And I'm just like, dude, like the physics don't add up. <laughs> and yes, I can't totally do it. <laughs> but like, fuck, it's so much work. Like this is going to be hard. Who really needs shoulders anyway? Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> dude, when you're carrying guns like that, you do. But the yeah. rest of us, <laughs> not so much. And man. let me tell you something, man. This girl is one of the strongest instructors that we have in Westchester. You're such a fucking beast. Not to Aww, like thanks. your horn or whatever, but like. When you're already having sex tonight, it's hey, okay. well, so <laughs> I know you can calm yeah, down, hey, Nico. man. You can always, like, you know, put more nails in the coffin, <laughs> but or in your back, <laughs> hey, mm. hey, hello. <laughs> so, yeah, like, people will come in, and I know this happens to you a lot where they're just like, Oh, you're my instructor, but you're just like this little, like, 5'4 girl. Oh, my god, every fucking day, yeah, dude, yeah, it's so annoying. Um, yeah, yeah and like, I, I would, I would trust you more than like half of the instructors. Yeah. Taking like somebody big, you know, just yeah. because like it's that skill, like that ability to handle that fear. You know, I don't know if you get scared with big people. I don't get scared with big people because like there's techniques, you know, like I'm yeah. never afraid with like massive people. But I get scared, like you said, when someone's just like talking about flips and shit like that. Oh, and I'm fuck. like, fuck, this dude's going to throw me something crazy. How and, often like, does that happen? They actually try the flips and shit. Uh, um, it's pretty rare, actually. <laughs> like, but you do get it once in a while. Like, <laughs> Nico's having nightmares. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just over here having flashbacks. Uh, dude, I shut that shit down so hard. The second anybody's like, "Can we flip?" I'm like, "If you flip, the whole thing is over for everybody." And they're like, "All right, no flips, okay. I guess." Just because I'm like, dude, I don't feel like catching that today. Like, no flipping. 
Yeah. Get the hell out of here. I'm sure you guys have some folders on those computers with the uh, the best of the best footage. Oh, yeah. Oh, That's yeah. what you should do when someone says, hey, can I do a flip? <laughs> Just have one of those loaded up on the classroom TV. <laughs> like, Let me show you the last eight motherfuckers try to flip. <laughs> 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 this is what you're going to look like. Happens, this bitch. is how it ends. You're not going to nail it. You're not at the fucking X Games. <laughs> right. Take it easy. <laughs> this isn't your friend's trampoline. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I. You know, sometimes uh, like we can't legally talk about certain stuff that happens at iFly, you know, including sure. like the flips and all that stuff. Obviously, like we're legally like uh, bound to not say anything. But sometimes people ask us these questions and I just want to like spew out like, yeah, man, that has happened before. <laughs> or like get all the way into it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. oh, yeah. So one time this dude tried to flip and yada, 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 you know, and obviously I can't go into it anymore. Do you remember the movie Cool Runnings? No. Oh, you never saw Cool Runnings? Yeah, I'm younger than you. I didn't see uh, it either. Justin, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Okay, so it's about the Jamaican bobsled team. Uh-huh. And John Candy plays the the American coach who's like this washed-up, has-been cheater who none of this <laughs> stuff is actually true in real life. <laughs> oh, but really? he, he's living on Jamaica. There are all these Jamaican sprinters. They make the Jamaican bobsled team where there's obviously no s- snow or ice. Yeah. And they're they're like having this meeting to try and recruit athletes. And no one knows what a bobsled is because it's Jamaica. And then he shows this video up front of like all these bobsled crashes and how like terribly wrong it could go. <laughs> and he doesn't realize that he's scaring everybody <laughs> out with the presentation. <laughs> but I think that I, I'm pretty confident at some point iFly will ask me to make a new version of that classroom video. <laughs> <laughs> I say we just sneak it in there. Sneak I think it you in. should. Or like just subliminal messages of like quick flashes. Yeah, of just people. one frame at a time. <laughs> and yeah. See if I can get away with it. <laughs> Just yeah. shoulder. Right. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so funny. Hi, my name is Chris. I have over 500 to flip. Yeah, I have <laughs> 5,000 hours in the tunnel. How many times have you heard that video play? Oh, oh God. my I, God. I can't run out of that room verbatim? fast enough. I can't run out of that room fast enough when I play that video. <laughs> I want to like, watch I hit that it video. Just run out. I've never seen it's it. It's the corniest shit it's so ever. Corny. Dude, I make fun of it every class. Did you make that one? No, that was that was before I had a relationship with iFly. Okay. Mm. I started flying in iFly apparently at a point before they made me watch the video and since they've never Oh, that's awesome. They've yeah. never done it. Yeah. I want to go watch it now just cuz I've heard so many shitty stories about <laughs> oh, the video. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's it's in content wise it's not terrible. It's but right. the person who's on screen is just a tunnel instructor with no training about how to be on screen so it's a little dry. Yeah. And they're and now it's becoming a little bit dated, I guess. Is yeah, iFly looking bit. at replacing that? Does anybody uh, know? Yes. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. They will. It's coming. Yeah. Okay. It's coming. And uh, the, the cool thing about it is that it's so easy to make fun of. And, you know, so a lot of first-timers see right through it. They're like, yeah, dude, you have to show us the video. So now, before I play it, I'll just go, hey, guys, I'm going to show you this video. Okay. I want you to watch it and absorb some information from it. But after, I'm going to ask you who the worst actor in that video was. And then you guys can tell me, and we'll see if we agree. And then they're like, ah, ha, 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 and then I get the hell out of there before it starts playing. But, yeah, there's this kid in that video that just, man, he can't sell a line. It's just so bad. <laughs> so Which bad. one? Oh, the one that's like, but Chris, how am I supposed to remember Oh, that? you're shitting on the kid? Yeah, I'm shitting <laughs> on the kid. Come on. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Hey, man. Damn. Listen, you don't see me trying to act for any movies because I'm a shit <laughs> actor, Okay. <laughs> That's why I podcast. Yeah, stay in your lane. Easier. Yeah, like I can't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so let's just say in a perfect world, we have two tunnel instructors here. Yeah. What's the classroom video like? In a Straighten perfect your world? legs. Stay still. 
Don't kick me. Mm. Um, Don't punch me in the nuts. Yeah, maybe some death metal. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, videos of carnage. (laughs) And then stay the fuck still. (laughs) Yeah, at the end, just like, this is you if you don't stay still. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, like, in my class, I say hold still about six times. Because that is, like, the secret to first-timers, at least, is sometimes they get in and they're just, like, wiggling or they try to swim or something. And you're just like, dude, just hold still, right? Like, if my perfect video would be hold still. Here's, like, two hand signals. You don't need a bunch of them. Um, because everyone needs to straighten their legs and bring their chin up? Straighten your legs, chin up. And that's pretty much it. Cool. I, I How many signals cool. do you <laughs> currently teach? I, well, I well, only, the video. only go over two. Four. Yeah, the video has four. Straighten what? your legs, bend your legs, chin up, relax. Okay. Yeah. It's not. Uh, it's not excessive. It's not no. crazy. Mm-hmm. No, so no, I get why you say those two are the two needed. Right. Right. But it's not too, too crazy or excessive. It's yeah. yeah. It's super super simple. Um, yeah. But yeah. the but the video also has like, that's like, forty seconds of the video, and the video is like four minutes, and they do that right at the beginning. So sometimes people don't really absorb it. So you come in and you're like, what does this mean? And you hold like two fingers up, and they look at you like you're speaking Chinese, and you're like, okay, this is the class we got today. This is going to be rough. And then, you know, you go over it and whatever. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like just, I don't feel like you need a video that much if you train the instructors, right? Yeah. Right? I don't know. I wish that iFly would kind of change the way that they structured things a little bit with first-time flyers. Because right now it's two minutes, 12 people in a class. You're in, you're out. You got to herd people in the tunnel on like a really busy day. Mm. And I get so sad sometimes <laughs> when I play the video for people and I'm like, all right, so today you're going to hold still and you're going to hold still and again it. and I'm going to fly you up and, and we're going to take it. pictures. And I'm like, man, like this thing is this tunnel is so cool. Like you get to fly your body in the tunnel except you guys aren't really going to get to do that. And like, I don't know, I wish sometimes that they would make it a little bit easier for first timers to get a little bit more time in the tunnel so that we could actually teach them something like, you know, how to turn or you know, yeah, or just, just like a little let them more feel control. it out a little more. Right, because with the average flyer, I feel like it takes you about 40 minutes to get them to fly where you can let them go. So apart from that, they're four getting four held minutes? on to. Huh? Four or 40? Or 40, 40 seconds. Oh, sorry. 40 seconds. Okay. okay. Yeah, sorry. I was I'm like, like <laughs> I watch them all the time at Memorial like, do turns. Yeah, like, man, how bad of an instructor? Like, yeah. How bad of an instructor? I'm like, you're an you? asshole, bro. <laughs> I'm just a bad instructor. I, was, I kept looking at Nick when you said 40 minutes. I was looking at Nick like going, Dude, are they like, what's this? Is <laughs> what's mm-hmm. this? What the hell? It's also really different in our tunnel because it's a different, it's a little bit different than Memorial. Ours is about like 60 feet to the turning veins, um, which is the top of the tunnel. The top of the tunnel. And there was, up until pretty recently, there was this thing that would happen where there was almost no wind uh, near the bottom of the tunnel by the net. Is and it then like Woodlands? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Design. So it's the okay. same thing. Same yeah. um, but like with those newer tunnels, they had to start training instructors differently, from what I mm-hmm. understand. Yeah. Because absolutely. as soon as a flyer would get above your head, they'd just shoot up because the wind would just pick up. Yeah. The it wind profile accelerate. was just different. Yeah. And so like they had to teach you to not just let people go above your head. Mm-hmm. So like you kind of have to stay, they have to stay close to you. Right. And like that stopping power is not at the net that you would normally get. Well, yeah. the, the, yeah, that. First of all, if they come down, like the net doesn't have as much power, so they can kind of bomb it a little bit harder. And then also, like the older tunnels, when they got above your head, maybe two feet above your head, the wind would just die. So even if there is too much wind, like in Orlando or 
um paris paris arizona. yeah arizona like uh the tunnels on the cruise ships are like that as well um they get above your head and you're just like cool yeah just stay up there yeah put your chin up and they just come back down right but in these if somebody gets above your head it's instantly an emergency yeah like you are about to get a spot right so now in in the fitp which is the training that we do for the instructors we spend a long time teaching them to stop people from going up like you do not let people out of your arms reach because when you do it's bad right and so we we kind of drill that into your their brains because these newer tunnels at least as designed in new york uh atlanta all those tunnels um when they go up they kind of accelerate a little bit so you don't want them to go higher which is awesome for skydivers they're fantastic but for first timers it's a little bit more challenging for the instructors so they've since retrofitted the uh, tunnel with the new inlet contractor yeah they did yes. yeah they didn't do shit didn't change anything no nah, not really not by much it yeah. helped a little bit it helped a Time little out. bit what did you ask so the <laughs> <laughs> you what know when you mean? you go to the wind tunnel you look down in the basement yeah and you see at the very bottom those metal things those are the turn veins right yeah but if you look to the sides there's the, all that white uh God, what's that material wall? oh w- yeah w- wall is what i'm with well it's some like fiberglass well the new the retrofitting is fiberglass but before it was concrete oh okay. yeah that's right they pour those mm-hmm. ones okay yeah so the the shape of that that piece is called the inlet contractor which squeezes the wind to make this very fast the part of the part yeah. Yeah, the the finger, the thumb over the hose part. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's the uh, same concept. And so they changed the shape of that when they made these these uh, tunnels that have the f- the ground floor flight chamber, mm-hmm. and the engineering just wasn't totally correct. That the the sweet spot, the fast spot, is in the spot five feet or so above the net. Right. So they thought that changing. They did a bunch of testing. You know, Mark Arlett. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he was a head engineer at iFly for a long time. Yeah, super cool. He he quit working for iFly a few months ago to be part of a startup. But we went to dinner with him when when I was out in Austin earlier in the week, one of my favorite people, just because he's like so smart, but not to the point where it like robs him of social skill. He's still really friendly. But he was talking about it. They they used all sorts of fancy instruments to uh, discover this... uh, it's kind of like a not a burble, but it's just a it's a slow pocket of air above the net. And uh how one of his favorite things about it was one of their best testing tools was just experienced flyers. Yeah. Of like even even if all these instruments say that it's this way, if uh if Chris Dixon and him were really close, so Chris is always the person that he references. Like if, if Chris can feel it then it's then we're not there yet. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they, they build these new pieces to insert into the basement, into the inlet contractor to hopefully fix that, move the power yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, they basically made that bell a little bit lower. Okay. Right? So then, like, instead of the net having like three feet at the beginning of Mushier, those three feet were now under the net. Yeah. Yeah. Moving the restriction down. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It didn't work that well. <laughs> Not at our tunnel, at least. I don't know about other tunnels, but in our tunnel, like, I couldn't tell the difference. You know? I mean, the logic makes a little bit of sense. I, it doesn't work, I, I could believe, but like put your thumb on the end of the hose, pss, super powerful. Right. Mm-hmm. Kink the hose back, it kind of works. Back further, it works less. Yeah. 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 So you're, you're, you're diffusing it. But yeah. yeah. I thought it kind of, I can feel a difference, or I did feel a difference yeah. once I put it in, but it's still Good for really. You, Nico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not, it's uh, more experience than me. That's why I'm that was whatever. You didn't catch that. Yeah. Oddly yeah. sexual. Okay. I will. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> fuck. God it's damn okay. it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not only am I inadequate at sex, but I'm also dumb. 
Look at that. <laughs> I don't get jokes. Yeah. Hey, at least you're handsome. Hey, there we go. <laughs> you you need to be going. smart when you're handsome. <laughs> so, Bavani, what were you saying? I'm sorry. What was I saying? I don't remember. It was, oh, you stuck it in. It I felt, felt it. Like yeah, <laughs> I felt it when he stuck it in. And, and that was, and I couldn't feel it before, but now I feel it. Hey, girl, <laughs> let me retrofit you. <laughs> yeah, the, the thing about the whole, like, feeling the tunnel is when there's, like, there's this part of the tunnel that's made out of tape. And I don't think I'm giving much away here. It's not like duct tape or anything, but it's a special <laughs> tape <laughs> that does <laughs> It's masking tape. What, what you guys right. don't see is that the top is made out of tape. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, the tunnel does have some movement, you know, where the fans are. So then they like, you know, they, they place this tape on both sides. And when that breaks and the tunnel has a little bit of an air leak, man, we feel that right away. Oh, like this we is already the seal. The seal. The, okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And the tunnel over time, you know, it's, it's hurricane force winds. So like, little parts of it are going to like have a little you know air pocket or a hole that's going out and whatever and so um getting those seals re uh sealed is the shit like when they redo that you can feel a massive difference just smooths out big oh time. it's the mm -hmm. bomb it smooths out the door just becomes less burbly all that stuff yeah so that's that's pretty sweet and that is the biggest pain in the ass to do on <laughs> the planet that yeah it's like an overnight like six hour job with heat guns inside a little a little chamber. You're in the, the tube of the fan, right? Yeah, dude, you're right mm -hmm. next to the fan, just like you using have to heat guns. Climb the fan. Yeah, you have to climb this awkward, sharp edge shit. And, and you're like saying that you're not a fan <coughs> of this procedure? It blows. I got that one. I got that <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> or does it suck? Oh. Yeah, it's mm. both if when you it's think both. about it, because yeah. the fans are at the top. Depends <laughs> on which side of the job you're on. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> She's gone from suck to blow. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Spaceballs, anybody? Spaceballs besides oh, Justin. Oh, Justin just got it. Yeah. Sorry, Spaceballs. Dude. Thank you, Justin. <laughs> Justin's over there doing his Hugh Funk impersonations. <laughs> so Why wouldn't I? You can't smoke that in here, Justin. Thank you. <laughs> so you guys are in Houston. Why? Uh, we were here for a competition. So Bavani was doing the announcing. I was helping out with the, the social media part of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. It's called the social. The social. The so social. The social. <laughs> yeah. Totes Totes yeah. And then Nick uh, hates that word. Shoot <laughs> me in the face. <laughs> what social? No, yeah. just just when you think about like marketing ladies all in a room together, all talking about. Right. So we're gonna do this for social. Ugh. Yeah. Fucking cringe, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. So that's Ugh. that's what that word connects to for me. It's not the <laughs> word itself that bothers me. It's just the context the of I get that. who I imagine uses that word <laughs> in that totally way. I totally get and that. I <laughs> and I felt like such a douchebag when anyone, everyone was like, what are you doing here? Are you competing? And I was like, no, I'm helping with the social media. Uh, yeah. I'm the Instagram, Instagram girl. girl. Yeah, what the, the hell? I'm the official Instagrammer. Yeah. You know, don't, first of all, really don't feel bad about that because we're doing social media right now. Totally. Right? You know? No, it's a um, good thing. Yeah. I it, think. yeah. What are you saying about him, man? Yeah. It, right. No, <laughs> it's, I know, but it's the, co it's the context like you described it in, you yeah. know, you just think of, you get a great excuse to be around everybody. You get a great excuse to stay connected. Oh, yeah. It's, it was, it's, it's a huge advantage. It's it a is. great excuse to clock in too. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, we were here for the competition, and mm -hmm. Nico was competing, and I was, I was doing the social media, and uh, yeah, it's a cool, it's a cool way to get to talk to people, to talk to everybody. Got an excuse. Yeah. Well, uh, there was no live stream of this event. Not a, any official one. There was an unofficial one, um, but nobody was really on it, like uh, announcing or anything. It was just kind of like a camera there. shoot video. Yeah, it was yeah. just a camera shoot. Yeah. 
So this was the H Town Throwdown. Yep. Yeah. And recently there was the Rosemont Rosemont Rumble. Rumble. Mm -hmm. So is this? I I don't seem to remember these tunnel comps being as frequent and as big as they are recently. Is this new? Uh, they're trying to make it a little bit bigger. I mean, last year there was I think two competitions plus um two like IBA competitions. The IBA is basically like the uh, ruling body over uh, I would say like instructors. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and they also host like a few competitions a year. And then there was also nationals in Virginia Beach. So there was at least three competitions last year that I can remember. Uh, and yeah, they're just trying to make it more accessible to people like they're trying to get it out there that, hey, there's a goal to all this flying. It's not just if you're not a skydiver and you don't want to, um, you know, jump out of planes and do all these crazy stuff, then you can also like compete in tunnels, you know, and then do the, it the girl who like won that. this weekend first place freestyle. Never jumped out of an airplane, this young girl, yep. right? Sydney. She has no desire to nope. either. How she old says is she? She's 13. 13. Well, yeah. she has no clue what desire she has, first of all. She's 13. <laughs> right. So she's such a badass. She yeah. did fucking smoke everybody. Dude, she's Where a beast. Where's she from? She's a beast. Denver. Denver? Yeah, yeah. she trains in Denver. Man, I want to hear, like, at some point that answer, Houston. Just because I don't want to see one of our local <laughs> kids just <laughs> shredding, dude. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's only a matter of time before one of those shredders is from here. It's there was happen. there was one kid that uh, gets trained by Marlin up in the Woodlands. Um, and he the did really the, well. The Darth Vader suit, right? Uh, the, I'm thinking of the kid of the Woodlands last time, last competition you were in. Yeah, I remember that dude. Yeah, that, may, may, but it, that it dude is from Denver, too. Then. Was it? Isn't he? I thought that was a Houston oh. kid, but I could be wrong. I think... So but who was the one that was uh, the president of this competition? The what? The you said that there was oh, a kid from Houston I at this competition? I can't remember his name. Do you remember it? it was it Ilya? It might, it yeah, might have been it Ilya. It might have been Ilya. Yeah. Yeah. Ilya. Oh, no, Robbie. I'm sorry. Yeah, Robbie Wampler. There we go. Yeah. That's um, a name. Yeah. And he, c- yeah, he can fly. Yeah, he can he fly. Can He's really, really good. See the, really like good. The, the blue and gray suit? The really skinny suit? short yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. How old is that kid? Oh, man, he's got to be 12 or something. 12. And so he's yeah. just a little tunnel flyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just ripping. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious, man, in six years, if that kid shows up to the drop zone and when he does, what happens? Right. <laughs> what a different world, man. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. So well, you're, yeah? Oh, sorry. So yeah. the the two, I was competing here with Jill, but then the, but like my, the main thing that I compete in um, this weekend was just VFS. But the main thing that I do is dynamic, right? Which is like a tunnel only kind of thing. Um, and, our biggest competition right now for me and Chris is these two kids that are 11 and 14 or yeah. something like that. Yeah, the iFly Aspire. Noah and the Kaylee. Kids. Yeah, yeah, the Whitmer yeah. kids. Mike was yeah. on the show a couple months ago. Oh, yeah. nice. About that. Yeah. 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 God, they're Hell so yeah. fucking good. Dude, I... Uh, they're so good. I started following Athletic Aspire, Aspire on Instagram because of uh, Mike on the show and on Facebook. And if you're listening to this and you're not following them, just, just click like, click follow, click whatever. And every now and then on my feed, these two li- feed these two little shredders. Like there's a five to ten second clip of them doing shit where I'm like, "They're you're insane. You're a ninja, dude. They're you're insane. little kids. Well, they're not little kids anymore either. Now they're teenagers, but they're still. It's just yeah. unbelievable what those kids are doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, like that's like the. They, I mean, they dominate the U.S. in terms of dynamic, <laughs> and in the World Cup that they just had in uh, Bahrain, they got the best score in their free round. Right. So you do like their speed rounds where you know you just have to go super fast. And then there's three rounds where you do a routine together and they beat everyone in the world. And, you know, there were some teams over there that are strong. Like the Singapore girls are amazing. Uh, Firefly, right? Yeah, Team Firefly. Team Firefly. And then uh, the French teams are really good. But 
these two just blew everybody out of the water. Yeah. I mean, they have so many advantages, but on top of it all, brother and sister. My sister and I are super Mm -hmm. close. Nick and his brother are super close. And that that bond of being able to predict, think alike, understand each other. Yeah. Man, what a huge advantage on top of all these other things those kids have done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like flying with Chris, like, I mean, um, Chris Andrade, who's my teammate, um, we've been flying now like eight months together or so, a little bit more. And at the beginning, it was just like running into each other. Like <laughs> I didn't know where his head was at or like, you know, like I would forget something and he wouldn't realize it, and then he'd run into me and all that stuff. And now we're so in sync. Like I can tell. You're talking about developing your free routine, right? No, I'm talking about just flying in general. Oh, like okay. <laughs> yeah, like developing the free routine for sure. But then also like with the speed rounds, you have to wait for the other person at certain points or you have to know what they're doing so that you don't like go ahead of them or something and then they bust you on that. I mean, dynamics fucking weird, but... Um, yeah, like with Chris now, like we're so in sync that I can tell by his body language in the tunnel if he needs to like slow down a little bit or if I need to go faster because he's about to just like rip it around or whatever. And same with me, uh, which is awesome, right? So like that thing that you're saying, like that synergy that the brother and sister have, like we're starting mm-hmm. to develop that and it shows in our flying because we're just like so much closer and it's it's sick. I love it. You, you know. guys just play second in Rosemont? We play second in Rosemont, yeah. So you guys definitely are coming along. So I actually wanted to ask more about the team. What's the team sure. name, you and Chris? Uh, Icaro. So okay. it's spelled uh, I-C-A-R-O, right? And it means it's means Icarus in Spanish, right? So that's what we, we kind of went with. And we got the suits with, like, the feathers on the arms and all that stuff. It, it looks fucking awesome. So why Icaro? Why Icarus? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of like how it sounds, right? Because... Obviously, like, humans don't fly, right? So mm-hmm. Icarus is, like, the first, like, myth of, like, you know, a human being able to fly that wasn't able to fly before. So that's pretty cool. Um, the first recorded failure of flight? Yeah, the first, <laughs> the first dude that just <laughs> fucking went in. <laughs> I've always found that ir- ironic. Icarus canopies, a team that goes Icaro or Icarus. Mm-hmm. I'm like, y'all are, yeah, like... Yeah, that, that guy died. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He failed, ultimately. <laughs> he, he got he so good, he killed himself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah what it's was Icarus's dad's name? Oh shit. That was because he oh, had actually Perseus he actually had the wisdom about flying. You know, yeah. he was like, "Don't fly too close to the ground, but right. don't go too high up." Yeah, or you're gonna die. And then advice. Icarus was like, "Fuck you, dude! I know better." Daedalus. Yeah. See? Which is where uh, <laughs> NZ Aerosport gets from Icarus to Daedalus. The Daedalus project, <laughs> when uh, it used to be Icarus. Uh, Icarus is just a campy manufacturer. Eventually they become NZ Aerosport. There's a huge, weird uh, relationship that evolved there. But yeah. their spinoff from the Icarus project when the JVX, JFX um, came out was the Daedalus project. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So they actually have carried the history. And once again, we're making canopies named after a dude whose canopy burnt up. <laughs> I'm just Icarus <laughs> makes super dope wings. I'm not, I'm not shitting on Icarus. Wings. Yeah, you're shitting on the name. Yeah, yeah. I'm just making fun <laughs> of the choice of names. So you guys are going to burn up in the tunnel. Right. Uh, probably, yeah. <laughs> How did you and Chris uh, meet? How did you guys hook up? So I was working here in the woodlands, and he came in, and uh, he's he's got like two years on me, like uh, working in tunnels, and uh, he came to help out in the woodlands a little bit, and I was like at level three or something. I was pretty new, and uh, yeah, he just fucking man, he was so good, and we became really good friends when he visited, and then I was living in New York, and he came to work in New York, and I was just like, dude, we got to make a team, and Chris is one of like easily like top 10 flyers in the world um at least to me you know he's just a beast and i don't so I you're don't the pu- handicap i don't put myself on that <laughs> list at all 
but I'm faster than him. Like he's really good at freestyle, but I'm better at speed shit. Which, feel, do you feel but like he catches up to me, man. Like your freestyle background, do you feel like that that helps quite a bit in the flying that you're doing now? I would say so, yeah. Uh, in freestyle, you have to kind of, uh, you have may, to learn to improvise. Maybe describe the difference. Which I'm, I'm realizing there are probably yeah. a few oh, yeah, no skydivers that know nothing about cool. tunnel flying. Uh, so um, freestyle is basically you do your best moves. You you have freedom of, you can create whatever you want, right? Um, and then the competitions is basically you do whatever moves you want, really smooth, and then the judges judge you on how hard they think these moves are, how smooth you did it, uh, you know, how you did, basically. It's so a very subjectively scored. Very. Yeah, thing. it's difficulty yeah. plus it's execution plus... Bavani knows more about something it. Something else. Babs, what's the scoring with... Uh, Come on, what's the social on uh, this? So it is <laughs> difficulty. <laughs> Thank you. There's Nicole Black um, does that, by the way. So it's execution, performance, and difficulty. Yeah. Um... Yeah. Is this your sex life? What? Uh, what are you no. talking about? <laughs> oh, wait. So I spaced uh, out for a second. Execution. We're talking about the freestyle. Uh, yeah, thing. no, I know. But <laughs> execution is like 50% of the score. But th what's the difference between execution and, and performance? So Thank you. Yeah, that was what I was a little confused about, too. Um, so execution is like, if you're throwing a trick, are you throwing it like in the center of the tunnel? Or are you hitting okay. the glass? And mm. then performance is how well the tricks flow together, together. Okay. so are you Overall just doing presentation right exactly it's the dance yeah right it's the dance so like how I'm how did you look as it flows throughout the whole routine <laughs> and then like how s how good were the moves that you threw and then 25 like it's 25 percent how difficult are the moves 25 percent how good did you do those moves and then the rest of it is how well did you put everything together yeah so freestyle uh said and done is almost self-explanatory Right. Speed round. Speed you guys rounds. are out there doing coke. Are you guys out there like <laughs> pushing the tunnel as fast as you can? <laughs> are you like racing in a track? Yeah. So basically, All um, of the above. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <All> of the above. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mostly. But uh, <laughs> it's mostly coke. <laughs> and that's why I suck at tunnel flying. <laughs> not yeah, enough dude, coke. Yeah, you're not doing. You're not getting the right shit. But when they say we're gonna go run a line real quick, that's <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You miss that. Head down snakes all day. But um, <laughs> basically, there's like these. Um, they divide the tunnel into four quadrants, right? Like this is the easiest way that I can like kind of explain it without like if without people watching. Um, they divide the tunnel into four quadrants, and you have to move through those quadrants in a very specific way, as fast as you can. And there's uh, predetermined patterns, right? And like we know all of them. It's like it's just like a dive for VFS, right? You have to hit these key points, but we're not going to tell you how to get there, right? So like in VFS, you can do all these crazy cheats and stuff. In dynamic, there's also some cheats that you can do. Um, and so then it's who can do, um, who can get through all these positions the fastest. Right? Is that a pretty good way of explaining it? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a race. It's a race. It's a race. The speeds there, but there yeah, is a, race. a free routine in, in uh, dynamic flying as well. There correct? is also a free routine in dynamic, and that's um, I'm not entirely 100% sure how they score that, but it's also like freestyle. It's very subjective. It's what the judges, what do the judges like to see? So for for example, like there's a really big problem right now where American teams. They have all these tricks that Americans love, like big flip twists, big power moves, like crazy shit, a lot of link stuff, and the Europeans hate that shit. 
fluidity. They, they like super fluid, like how close are you getting together? How straight are your legs, right? Did you bend your hips and that out face head down? All that stuff, they deduct points when you don't do. So then the routines for the um, European teams, and I mean, if you guys want to check it out yourself, just look at the Sakura Cup, which was a competition that they had not too long ago. Um, the European teams do these routines where they're super flowy and they're really like, they do a lot of spins and it looks very clean. But it's not a lot of creativity from where I see it, right? Like you're doing flares, you're doing all these crosses and all this stuff where, okay, I can see like what you did. Like I could write that down on the paper. But then there's teams that are doing like these crazy tricks where you're like, I don't know what the fuck that was, but it looked amazing. Like the Singapore girls do some stuff where, you know, they'll do like a linked barrel roll or they'll do like some shit that just doesn't make any sense. And then they don't really score them as well because they didn't think it looked as smooth as, you know, the guys that are just doing straight stuff. So with free, st uh, what's it called? Oh, there it is. Yeah. So that's, uh, I believe that was the French team. Um, the Bruce Lee bros. Uh, there we go. Okay. And their routine, you can see it's super smooth, right? Um, they're not really doing a lot of big power move tricks or any of that stuff. Uh, it's just smooth. Where right? did you find this, Justin, for people that are just uh, listening? I, I right searched for a Sakura Cup. Sakura, Sakura Cup. Cup. Yeah, that's a Sakura Cup. It the Sakura Cup was a competition that they had not too long ago. Um, and not to take away from them anything, that routine is stupid hard, right? That is a very hard routine. Like, they're really good. Um but the Americans don't really fly like that. Here's an American team. Here's an American it's team. Pranavayu. So uh, is that them? You're telling yeah. me. Yeah, this is Pranavayu about to go in. That Europeans are like classical music. Exactly. And Americans are like Eye of the Tiger. That's exactly <laughs> what <laughs> I was <laughs> thinking. Absolutely. Of Hell yeah. That's classic that's, yeah. versus rock. Is I would what totally it is. say. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the Americans are Tony, Tony Harden, and then the <laughs> Europeans are. The We're gonna the kneecap some bitches, yo. Yeah, dude, Fuck why yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's uh. It's kind of tricky, right? So for for instance, like Nationals is coming up in January, and me and Chris made a routine that's very uh, for American judges. But then if we go to the World Cup, we're going to have to make a routine that's very much for the European judges. You're flying smart. Yeah. So I want to uh, hit dynamic for a second because sure. I have some questions I need confirmation for. I'm but with it. I hear from a lot of, of listeners like, hey, man, I'm, I got a lot of skydives. What the fuck are you guys talking about? Mm. Yeah. Uh, in dynamic competition, would I be right to say, and I have no clue if I am, uh, it's kind of like a FS, there's a draw and these are the lines and moves you're going to move, or is dynamic, yep. Yep. there's also an open round, yep. but dynamic, you're assigned, this is your routine, go do it the best you can. Uh, That's the so speed rounds. Well, yeah, right. The, so the speed rounds are like that. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. You no, it's, it is like FS and that like there's all these different move sort of mm -hmm. like um, I would call them patterns more because yeah. you're moving around. Um, so basically the way that it works is um, the a team of either two or four, depending on if you're flying dynamic two way or four way, um, fly a pattern in the tunnel and the pattern is made up of three different parts. Um, and each of those three parts has, uh, has variations to it. So for each draw, um, there's you're going to draw one from part one, you're going to draw one of the variations of part two, one of the variations from part three, 
So it's just like, you know, an FS draw. And then you have to fly that specific pattern three times in the tunnel and then get out as fast as you can. And there's lines that dictate, you know, where, where you, you should have to be. be. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of times when we're in the tunnel, we'll see those vertical lights yep. in the tunnel. Set up. Yep. Um, those aren't just for show or shine. Those are the lines you guys are competing through. Exactly. Right? Yep. Exactly. And there's four lines. Um, there's two lines. Well, yeah, there's just four lines. So they divide the tunnel into four quadrants. quadrants. Yeah, exactly. Easily said north, south, east, and west. Not necessarily sure. those true bearings. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. 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 E easily said. And then there's a, there's also a ring. That's in the start and finish lines where if you look through the ring and into the other ring and then there's a part where there's a layout, right? You can't so pass through that ring. You can't pass through that ring, mm -hmm. right? So okay. if, if the judges see any body part pass through that, they add five seconds to your score. If you fuck up any part of it, they add five seconds to your score. Mm -hmm. And the fastest teams in the world are doing like 50 to maybe like 65 second rounds. So five seconds, you're fifth instantly you know so if you bust any of it you're in trouble right um and that's kind of where where it comes down to and teams are winning by like 0.2 of a second or something like that right. it's it's very 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 close so uh, how many times have you seen the dynamic rules change since you started flying dynamic once oh just once okay i i think so i mean Th there I was a recent change right where they moved the start and finish lines uh, I wouldn't call that that much of a change, just because in the rules it never said exactly where they needed to be. Okay, so right? it was more of a clarification. It was more of uh, we like them over here better than there. Okay. Yeah. So, for instance, like in the U.S., the start and finish lines, which are the main lines in the tunnel, like the lines that you have to cross. Uh, in the U.S., a lot of tunnels have the start line right next to the door, right? So to the left of the door, and in Europe they have it kind of perpendicular to the door so when you go into the tunnel the start and finish line would be like left and right uh pretty much even where in the u.s it's the start is right next to you and the finish is like way across from the tunnel so it makes you fly your rounds totally different your exits your entrances are different everything else is pretty much so same. does that mean you're flying layouts basically at the door yeah oh that's cool yeah no, nice of them to do that brutal. yeah <laughs> yeah exactly so that's kind of why they change them they're like hey this is stupid there's a lot of tunnels that have a burble at the door <laughs> um whether that's a benefit or it's bad it's kind of up to how you fly and how much shit you want to eat but <laughs> yeah. god i love shit that that yeah. that door burble can get pretty gnarly if you don't know how to handle it correctly yeah if you throw a layout a little higher than you planned and you're coming down against the wall right above that door Ooh. yeah but then that makes you drop faster so if you can just like push off the wall <laughs> you're set <dude>. yeah <laughs> yeah it's your advantage yeah i'll be sure to keep that in mind when i'm fucking racing someone <laughs> Do they change up the the formations in FS every once in a while, or is it the same ones? It's super rare. Uh, okay. Yeah, say so they just changed one uh, in oh four way, and I think they changed something recently in eight way. Okay. But it's really rare. It happens a few every so many years. Yeah. yeah I've been jumping twenty one years, and maybe a few changes over twenty one years. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> when an old belly flyer dies, Justin right. says that we replace it with something new. Right. And, and it's commonly just we never thought of being able to do this or put this together. Or once upon a time, this was thought too hard. And now our skill set has increased to where why isn't this in there? Mm. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it's gotten better. And, and I'm curious where tunnel comps are going to go because it's still such an infant sport. Super, yeah. super early. And like. How much how much have you seen an improving change in flying, especially at the competition level? Oh my God, it's insane! 
It's crazy. Like uh, the first competition that I went to just to watch was in Austin four years ago. I think it was the FAI World Cup, like the first one. Um, and the dynamic that they were doing there was the old dive pool, mm-hmm. right? Which was a confusing mess. Like that thing was super weird. It was really fun to fly, but it didn't make a lot of like logical sense. Um, it was just kind of like you either know it or you don't know it. And if you don't know it, like it's really hard to teach. Um, this new dive pool that they came up with like two years ago-ish, um, it makes a lot more sense, right? There's, you know, there's the snake, there's the vertical, and there's the mixer. And this is what they are, and this is how you put them together, and that's it. So right. snake is a line, vertical is like a layout, yep. and a and mixer is... Mixer is like an opposing line, I would say. An opposing line. Yeah, so like if, if you're flying one and two, in the snake, they're doing the same thing, yes. the same way. In the mixer, they're doing the same thing opposite. They're like mirroring each other. So like circles, circles, shufflers. Shuffler. Looking okay. at like mixers on a paddle. Paddle on a mixer is kind of looking, if, if you're not watching this, if you're listening, p- picture your mom's power mixer for cake batter, mixing those two paddles. <laughs> That's mm. the motion he's making. Yeah, I got you. Totally. Yeah. So yeah, that yeah. Mixer. You could picture it like that. If it's four-way, it looks like that. It's, it's a mess. food. Yeah. <laughs> it's food. <laughs> <laughs> Man, hungry. Um, we, we are pushing towards a close, and before we push completely Sweet. towards a close, I really want to hit on uh, on the air one more time with you guys. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, you guys, it, it's kind of been crazy because I know it's been a struggle. Part, you went to sea for, uh, for iFly. You actually yeah. did the tunnel. I told you I've been listening to the show some, oh, man. Nice. I, I do. I actually do pay a little bit of attention. I can't sit there and say I've listened to full episodes, but it's not uncommon. I'll sit at my desk and just click you guys on. That's cool. Um, Sweet, man. Thank you. I can't do that to Waz. Waz, I just won't listen to you, bro. <laughs> 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 Too scatterbrained, that shit. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. I'm just talking shit, Waz. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, you guys really have started, and I've noticed recently that you say at the beginning of this, you're starting to ramp back up, but it's been noticeable. There's been a couple. I'm like, hey, man, they're starting to get more frequent. You guys are starting hmm. to get on the air more. Yeah. Yeah, I we're trying to. Yep, we're Episode trying to do it every week. 18 just came out. Uh, 18 is going to come out next Wednesday. 17 came out last Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. So one of my first questions is frequency. You said yep. weekly, weekly now is what We're trying to do weekly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's tricky, but we're trying. Yeah. yeah. What are you planning for guests? What do you? What uh, do so you next week, we're going to have that guy in it. Jeffro. Jeffro Provenzano is nice. on. Yep. Um, man, easily one of my favorite guests that we've had. Oh yeah, that dude is a shit. Yeah, yeah, and he's last awesome. last week we had Chris Andrade, my teammate. That was a really fun conversation as well. Yeah, yeah. and I think the one after that is probably gonna be Petter Mazetta. I recognize that name, but why? Uh, he travels and coaches a ton, and he's. I mean, I'm not entirely sure like what his experience is, but I would call him one of the fathers of dynamic flying maybe yeah, yeah yeah for sure yeah um he's also i mean he's like a badass skydiver yeah. base jumper yeah, yeah. wingsuit or yeah yeah uh, tunnel uh, flyer yeah and and he's everything. a european tunnel flyer so he teaches tunnel flying way different than we do in america there's a lot of um emphasis on static but in europe they teach moving around a lot more there's no such thing as head down okay yeah <laughs> europeans get impressed when you can fly static head down <laughs> Man, I'm kind of creeped out. Nick's looking at me like, yeah, he's like what is it called? It's just back flying. It's, yeah, but you're like either on your back or on you're on your belly. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, okay. That's what, that's what they There's say no out such there. thing as flares either. It's yeah, angle, angle changes. changes. <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> bullshit. So with you guys like us getting getting guests is that little bit of a challenge. Mm. Um, first of all, my friends who are listening to this, uh, if you like the style and and the way our show goes definitely check out on the air the reason i started the show and nick is on the show and justin 
is a style. It's just a, a style that I gravitate towards as a listener. And as I listen to you guys, you turn on a mic and you end up talking shit a lot. Yeah. yeah. And you end up saying whatever comes out. And they're very interesting conversations. So if you listen to this show, guys, for sure, check out On the Air with Nico and Babs. It's 100% up your alley. Um, it's up my alley. It's a style <laughs> I enjoy. I was sure you were going to say up your something else both times that you said it. Hey, listen, both times. Yeah. if you guys are into it, shove it up your ass. That's cool with me, too. Yeah, man. yeah, man. <laughs> hey, if you, if you take your headbutts, shove advice. them up your just, ass. Just, just download it into a drive and they'll mm. put it right up there. So for us, one of the things we'll do is we don't, we live in the, the, uh, the world of skydiving. But we also try to break that barrier. We're about to have a space guest where we're only going to talk about really space exploration. Sick. Um, I want to have a fitness uh, thing on again. I've heard recently some from some friends uh, who've been inspired to lose 40 pounds. Sweet. Nick, super interesting. We just did a 72-hour uh, fast. Nick just threw it in my face. I said oh, yes. Jesus. Three wow. days. The number of friends at the drop zone, the number of friends that I game with, the number of people I've heard from randomly through messages and Facebook uh, uh, posts who did a 24-hour fast with us, was fucking crazy. Hell yeah. Joel Brooks, you know the name now. Yeah, I know Joel. Has lost 40 pounds because we had a guy named uh, Jeremy Foster on the show and we talked about all sorts of different diets and keto and shit. Dude, I love it. Nice. So, my big question to you guys is are you going to stick with that tunnel fire thing or are you going to explore and let cuz you guys when you get off topic you're fucking phenomenal. Thank you. No, you're <laughs> off you. the hook. Yeah, get off topic. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah, um I don't know, man. Right now like <coughs> we're we're on that tunnel flying thing. Um I've never it's thought about that before. Yeah, I've never thought about you that. Should, but that's man. so interesting. Yeah. yeah. I am Joe Rogan. You should start a podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't see why not. You know, if if we meet somebody that's very interesting, uh, yeah, why not having them on the podcast? Like, you know, it's it's mainly about tunnel flying, right? And I want people to be able to, hey, I want to listen to some shit about the tunnel because, you know, I'm feeling the itch. Let me put this podcast on. I don't want them to turn it on and then we're talking about like making cakes or something. But you'd be yeah. amazed. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the people that we've had on that stray from the the constant skydiving conversation are have always still been involved in the sport somehow. Mm -hmm. But yeah. it starts at skydiving. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Now we're really here to talk about this thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. talked about Venezuela for a whole show or the majority of it. I'm Venezuelan. Yeah. You are. Yeah. Yeah, what's oh, up with Danny Angulo? Dude, Daniel Angulo, Raul. I love that guy. Dude, we haven't had Daniel Angulo on yet. Uh, you yeah, know Carlos have. Rodriguez? Daniel Angulo? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, dude, totally yeah, we did. talked cameras. I listened yeah. to that one. That's right, that's right. <laughs> um, dude, so but there's a, y one of the things I said is you'll be shocked. So something I was concerned about with Nick is how people are like, you're listening to this bullshit drivel because at this point we're talking <laughs> crap. Yeah. But the thing that I've been told by jumpers is I feel like I'm hanging out having a drink with my friends, except yeah, for I'm not there. And I've heard a lot of like, we love the fact that you don't stay on skydiving. Yeah. And the dynamic you two have, just even in this group tonight, man. Yeah. Don't be afraid to get off topic. I bet money that people are going to enjoy it. They're going to listen to it. You're going to gain a bigger audience. You're going to get people flying in the tunnel more because. I don't understand the tunnel. If you talk purely tunnel, I'm going to get lost. Right. Yeah. Legitimately, yeah. I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, you guys, I really hope you explore. And you've got so many great resources around you. Um, please have Sonic on at some point. Yes, we oh, really yeah. want yeah. to. He's Dude, supposed to do GLR with us at some on. point. Yeah? So, yeah. Sweet. Beautiful. Yeah. Cool. We, we've got Beautiful. some plans. We'll hopefully work it out. Awesome. We're so going to try to get him on first. <coughs> Dude, uh, you, you should. Yeah. Nah, dude. And it nah, for yeah, sure. Nah, I'm all about it. Yeah, dude. I don't, I don't see why we wouldn't get off off topic with some people. Uh, I've, what I've wanted to do for a bit is take somebody that's like really interesting and bringing them into the tunnel the first time that's never done it before. 
Perfect. And then have him on the podcast and, you know, talk about that stuff. Maybe my roommate, Andrew, because he's, man, you can just put a microphone in front of him and he'll talk for two hours straight and I won't even need to do anything. Do you guys do Perfect. any editing? Any? Do you change anything? Nothing. No. no. Nothing. Nope. No. I mean, there's been like one or two podcasts where I cut some shit out, where I made some jokes that would have been very offensive. Uh, so I was like, you can Man. tell him now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I've crossed that line so somewhere. long ago. I can't even remember. Yeah, that's uh, the thing. Our podcast like was ju- it was just like so uncensored for a bit that like we ended up talking a lot of shit about like I fly. I fly. <laughs> 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 and then I showed up to like start really, you know, like doing helping out with like live streams for iFly and stuff. And people mm-hmm. were like, oh, what's your podcast? And I was like, Mm, don't I don't know. It. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember yeah. the name of that yeah. thing we do. Now so that I think about it, I don't have thing. a podcast. <laughs> we are we are pretty good at censoring as far as uh we have blessed relationships where we don't have as much trash to talk. Yeah. Mm. And the people we want to talk trash about, we just don't talk about in general. Sorry. Um except for before we started recording. That was another right. conversation. Yeah. The hog. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you're in the room, oh you're if you're Ben Nelson, mm, that's another <laughs> conversation. Ben gets beat on, man. How can people find On The Air? Uh, it's on iTunes. It's on Spotify. It's on most apps for uh, both um, Apple and Android. Um, I'm not going to say it's on all of them because, you know, I, I have no idea if it is. Yeah. But, yeah, it's on most apps. Um, you can find it at ostrichflight.com. That's, like, the page that we're kind of umbrella under. Um, if you guys live in New York and you want to come fly in the tunnel, you can also find me and Pavani's information there. Uh yeah, and uh, any of that stuff, you can download it, all that, yeah. And um, eventually we'll get cameras and put it on YouTube, but for right now it's just audio. Yeah. We uh, we just stream it on Facebook, and, and I've recorded them all. Maybe one day we'll put them on YouTube, but I just haven't got to that desire yet. Yeah, it's all gravy. It, it's something I think you guys have done well is you've made you made it a desire. You mm. know, uh, I, uh, sometimes people force these putting these together, and... and I think Nick and I have found that moment where we felt like, man, this one was forced and I just didn't like it. And mm-hmm. as long yep. as Nick Nick said it first, and I 100% agree with him, as long as I'm having fun, I'll keep doing this. When yeah. I stop having fun and it becomes too much work, there's still moments where it's work. There's still moments at the of drop course. zone where one of us goes, oh, yeah, we got a show tonight. Uh-huh. Um, after I've worked a shitload of <laughs> hours all week long. Thank you so much, Nick. Right. I did say that earlier when DJ <laughs> said, oh, tonight. And I was like, oh, fuck the podcast tonight. <laughs> and then he I've remembered I've it was I've only ever fully forgotten one time. Oh, dude, we were two hours in before he showed up. Like, <laughs> no <laughs> way. <laughs> 45 minutes, maybe. Nice. Really? That's epic. I, I, uh, two hours, I'm pretty sure is an exaggeration, but I think it's it, well over an hour. I, I believe know. you more than me. It was Glenn and Shuby. I remember that. Well, is it recorded? It is. I'll, I'll oh, listen to yeah. it and let you guys and know. And one of us <laughs> is more sober during that podcast than the other, and he probably remembers better than me. So <laughs> I'm not going to bank on my memory. But this, this was before awesome. Justin was part of the show. So really, all DJ had to do was walk around to the computer, hit play and record in a few places, and then come sit back down. It's not like I was not too bad. No. Yeah. I just hopped over the desk and sat down and said, let's go, guys. Fuck yeah. I was doing really important things. Like looking for Halloween costumes. <laughs> that is important, dude. Yeah, definitely. You can't. <laughs> no, I like really was looking for uh, <laughs> like an unprepared slut on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be. <laughs> so every year we do this demo into uh, we we skydive into what would you call Moody Gardens? It's not a Moody Gardens. It's not like a theme park. It's not a. It's considered a um, theme park, I believe, but it, it's an attraction. That's the actual. Sure. Word. Yeah, it's an attraction. <laughs> There's three pyramids. One's an. Giant aquarium, one's a rainforest. It's a family thing. Yeah, it's people cool. okay. Sounds dope. 
It's biodome. Bio yeah, bio 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 you got three bio pyramids for real. Yeah. Yeah. That's six. That sounds so yeah. cool. It's badass. Yeah. But we jump in and land on the edge of their property every year. And our uh, elf suits were getting a little worn out. Mm. And I was asked by my boss to go find some new ones. So what and you I get? forgot that the podcast was happening. So I went to go look <laughs> at elf costumes. <laughs> I'm sitting here sending him a message. Idiot. Hey, bro, did you forget? <laughs> I forget what I said. <laughs> and uh, he came in, made it work. It, it all works. I, uh, I'm happy I haven't forgot, mm. but I live off of my calendar, so it, yeah. it makes a huge difference for me. Nice. And we also didn't have a calendar This was back before then. the calendar. So, yeah, yeah now, now we actually put a calendar together for us to communicate, because he's out of town, I'm out of town, he works a lot, it, it just, it, it's a mess, we I'm make it work. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. people want to come be part of your show, whether they're tunnel flyers, they're skydivers, they actually are involved in the sport, and they have somebody who has an interesting story to tell. Is there a way they can hit you up and want to introduce? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you can find me or Bavani on Facebook, uh, ostrichflight.com. Our numbers are right there. Yeah. Um, and if anything, uh, yeah, just, you know, try to message us on social media. Um, Bavani, what's your uh, Instagram? Oh, my Instagram is Bavanzies. <laughs> <laughs> so it's B-A-V-A-N-Z. I E Z. You can't even spell your own goddamn name. I spelled <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. I saw that look of confusion on your I face. I did, yeah, I had to think for you a second. You were second guessing it the I whole know. time. It's a tricky name, man. If you're listening to this as a podcast, as an audio form on your phone, go to the show notes. I'm gonna have her Instagram, Nico's Instagram linked. I'm gonna have their Facebooks linked. I'll also have a, a link to ostrichflight.com. So you just look at the show notes. You can click it on your phone, and it'll take you straight there, guys. Awesome. Um, in the comments on, man, Mr. Mini Big P Ginger Guy. I don't Holla. know what to call him anymore. Holla. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's got it in the show notes, as always. Justin crushes it over there. Thank you, Mr. Justin. Anything, first of all, you guys want to share about ostrich, or excuse me, uh, on the air before we get rolling out? Um, we're trying to put a podcast out every Wednesday. Uh, we took like a, what, like a six-month hiatus? Yeah. Honestly, because we run out of shit to talk about, man. It's so tricky to find like new stuff to talk about. So now we're only doing guests, right? We're only going to put podcasts out if we have guests. That way it's not just me and Bavani like grasping at branches trying to figure out what the hell to talk about because yeah. that just sucks, right? Yeah. And, and I hate putting out a shitty podcast. Leave that as a possibility because sometimes you'll have it. Oh, right. no, for sure. Okay. Like We'll do that if, if it feels right, but we're not going to force that. Yeah. yeah, it's like what you said about if you're not having fun, just don't do it. Yeah. So yeah, we stopped for a while, but now we're we're back at it. Yeah. So you say you're trying weekly. Do you have a goal of like our my goal is three a month. I, I want at least three Take of the it. four weeks cool. rolling. That's my goal. Yeah. Is do you have a number? I mean, I want to do four a month. Yeah. If it doesn't happen, Sh yeah. it doesn't happen. But man, if I can, that's fucking awesome. Fuck yeah. And they don't even. I mean. You know, I I know you guys like you do very long ones. You know, very long being like two hours ish. Um, we'll do some that are like 25 minutes, you know, they're all variable sizes because when we run out of shit to talk about, like that's the end of the podcast. It's not a big deal. And it's not like you guys told me before, like, Hey, listen, if you don't have two hours of material, we're going to kill you after the podcast. No, you guys <laughs> don't tell like, our secrets. Hey man. <laughs> hey man, like, you know, uh, like it's about two hours and whatnot, but, um, yeah, like we're going to try to put one out every week, uh, just to have consistency, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Something you mentioned a little bit ago, uh, part of your umbrella is ostrichflight.com. Yeah. Uh, Bavani, you're a level three instructor, if I remember right. Yeah. I did a little homework, just a little Aww. bit. Holla. I started doing homework again, Nick. It sucked. Um, <laughs> and then, Nico, you're a level four trainer. Yes. Uh, both of you coach at where? 
Westchester. Westchester? Yes. And Paramus, uh, if you buy a half hour, I'll go over there. Yeah. yeah. Or if you want to pay for his travel or her travel, or they'll go some, anywhere. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I've done two camps in Budapest. Um, I'm doing one in Russia, uh, hopefully around February. Uh, and that's going to be way cheaper because Russians sell the time a lot cheaper. So if you guys are interested in getting, you know, a few hours with me over there, uh, it's happening. So and let me know. And why oh, yeah. didn't you do any coaching while you were here in Houston? Oh, man, this is Good a vacation. This, this is vacation Yeah, but time. I thought we were friends. I thought you'd make an exception. Listen, Ooh. Nick, you should have hit me up before. <laughs> and I would have totally coached you, bro. You want to go open up the tunnel right He's now? He's touching my inner thigh right now, just so everyone knows. Come on, man. Don't. Oh, is that? Dude, I will no, fucking that's hashtag me too, the <laughs> shit out of you right now. Do it. I don't care. <laughs> hashtag me too. I'm immune to that shit. Um, but I'm curious. You are friends with John Barry. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, who, I don't know who, I think Marlon Mahoney does coaching out here yep. in Houston. Uh, Tex Leos. Tex. Tex. Awesome. Tex is the shit, isn't it? Rory Corrigan. Rory. Um, so if anyone's listening to this and you've ever wanted to fly in the tunnel, try it out definitely should do it yeah. it's uh it's awesome it's an awesome tool yeah. if right you're on. anywhere and you don't know how to get a hold of a coach if nothing else hit our facebook page send us an email monty at gravitylabradio.com and I w- chances are nick or one of our friends knows somebody somewhere and we can tie you into good coaches it's not hard use google you can find a good coach without Absolutely. anybody's help mm-hmm. google is a wonderful machine and just while we're on that don't settle for a bad coach man if you go in and it didn't work out find a different coach um if their feelings get hurt, they're a bad coach, honestly. Like, uh, when somebody's, like, when I'm not vibing with one of my students and they say, hey, man, like, is it cool if I get coaching from somebody else? I'm absolutely. Go get coaching from somebody else. Like, you're going to learn more, you know? Do so you have advice about how to find that good coach? Like, do I go to the tunnel and watch people fly? Do I, like, how do, how do I like, uh, chat that's, with a few that's instructors? A good thing. Um, what do I do? Yeah, you can chat with a few instructors. Um, You can watch them teach. Uh, honestly, I think it's it's kind of a trial thing, right? Like, buy 15 minutes or 10 minutes off somebody. See if they vibe with you. See if you like how they teach. And then if you don't, you know, you try to find somebody else. Let's say that yeah. I'm, uh, I'm wanting to treat my tunnel instructors as best I can. How do most instructors prefer to get paid? Like, do I buy time straight from an instructor? Do I buy time from the tunnel? How does that uh, work? Buy time from the instructor, yep. for sure. Yeah, Private contact coaching. them directly. Um, that's where they make, like, their big bucks, you know. They, they're instructing yeah. pays for the bills, but... You know, when they want to go skydive and stuff, that's what the coaching pays for. I'll say it very easily because I don't have a place in this. Being a tunnel instructor is a really shitty income. It's not the best pay. Private coaching is where these guys make their living. This is how they afford to do this job that they absolutely love and have a passion. Paying them directly helps them tremendously. I can say that because it's not my problem. That's what I think Nico's being very modest about. But guys and gals, go directly through these guys. They're worth it. You're going to get the same or better rate depending uh, uh, from than you are from usually your local tunnel. Um, and you're helping out a homie more than anything else. Yeah. Yep. Don't yep. be afraid to use different coaches. Yeah. Yep. And even if the tunnel is offering the same uh, price, uh, this is just kind of a fact. Um, if you pay the same price to the instructor directly for private coaching, they're going to get a bigger chunk of it. Yeah. So yeah. if you like your instructor then you know that's kind of what you want to do yeah it's also easier to uh for me to, to to walk up and be like yo nico blah 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 let me send you a quick payment i know venmo and paypal is used a lot here oh yeah mm-hmm. same for you guys oh yeah and then i don't have to worry about making two transactions nico let me pay you let me pay the tunnel for their right. time i'm right in, i'm out yeah it, it yeah. is truly yeah, yeah. easier for me the flyer man absolutely yeah. So, guys, Absolutely. hit up Nico, hit up Bavani, and, and get some coaching. Anything you guys want to share about yourselves individually as we as we wrap? Um, we're trying to get the Ikaro uh, Instagram off the ground, right? It's pretty early on it. 
Uh, so yeah, follow us on that. We're going to be posting a lot of videos. I'm planning on doing like mini tutorials and like little tunnel tricks and little stuff that you can nice. use. And you can also use it for skydiving because we're going to be talking about gear and that kind of stuff. So yeah. Man, uh, Bhavani, what you got? Oh, uh, oh no. No, nothing. Good. Nothing. I'm good. Yeah, I'm oh good. No. You're Yoko Ono. Great. Yeah. Um, she's going to break <laughs> up the band. Damn. <laughs> I hope I don't break up the team. Man. Oh, man. Um, no, guys, thank you so much for being here. I know we've talked about it for a while. This was awesome, man. Let's make a deal. Next time you're back in town, let's set this up again. Absolutely. Um, I love the dynamic of the four of us. This is an easy repeat for me. Um, kind of reminds me of having, um, what's the husband-wife band name? The White Stripes? No, 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 no. On on Rogan. <laughs> honey, oh, honey, 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 yeah. <laughs> honey, honey. Or the comedian, oh, yeah, honey, honey. Christina. Yeah. Oh, Christina Pashitsky and yeah. Tom Segura. Oh, yeah. they're the Hold shit. On. Let me give those guys a shout out. They have a podcast that is fucking amazing. Your mom's house. It's so good. If you feel like listening to something on the way to work where you're not going to learn shit, but you're going to laugh, that is the podcast to go and to. And she talks great shit. Yeah, she, she does. Oh man, she is. She She's is one of my favorite comedians. Yeah, we She's saw her live so at the store in Cali. We just visited out there. It was fucking great. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, please come back. Uh, if we ever come to New York, any one of us, w- if you'll have us, yes. come oh, absolutely. Sure. Uh, we would love come to have through. you guys. I'm gonna sleep on your couch. Uh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Sleep, sleep on your lap. You can sleep in my <laughs> bed. Sleep in his bed. <laughs> you can sleep between Bavani and me. No, no. she's not allowed. Oh, <laughs> all right. Fuck it, Babs. Left it. Go to the doghouse. No, I, I wouldn't mind if you like slept on the foot of the bed, as oh. long as I'm like I need skin to skin with this man. Right. You go. know it's hard. He'd probably yeah be down with that too. Dude, skin <laughs> to skin. I'm not down to sleep like that. You gotta get the fuck away from me. No, I mean just when <laughs> we fall asleep. Dude, I can't cuddle and sleep. Just when it's we not fall asleep, just at first for okay, like 20 minutes. Okay, fine. Right. But halfway through the night, I'm gonna kick you off and take the covers <laughs> off. <laughs> You're describing the. Battle I have every fucking night. It, yeah, dude. Are you being hot. your stupid little brown girlfriend? Yeah, that's her <laughs> move. Okay. Yeah. That she wants to just. You know, funny. I I was like, why are they laughing? I was like, oh yeah, not everyone knows that she's stupid and little and brown. Oh, I, <laughs> and I know because I listen to the podcast. Yeah. I listen to oh, your okay. podcast. <laughs> that's like every episode. He's like, yeah, my stupid little brown <laughs> girlfriend, <laughs> tiny little idiot. I love her. Oh my god. <laughs> Your your girl is such a wonderful. I was gonna say your wife. <laughs> your girl is such a wonderful person. Dude, I don't know how she puts up with me. It's I don't know how anyone puts up with you. I'm glad she does. Yeah. Man, uh, we got to get going. Rolling. We got to get wrapped. Uh, Justin, do you got anything to say? Nope, because you ain't got a microphone. Why would I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. P, uh, Justin, let's real quick hit some quick business. Next month, I want to do another uh, movie night at Spaceland. Uh, do another Saturday night. Let's show Drop Zone. I'm not even going to do a poll. I want to <laughs> do Wesley Snipes Drop Zone. You right. just don't want to do the Lion King. I know. I know oh, dude, I'm down for Lion King, but Drop Zone was such a huge second request. Uh, you guys make the call. If we do a, the poll again, Drop Zone. Uh, it makes more Cut sense away. to do a skydiving movie. Cut away. But I really like the Lion King. So, <laughs> that shit is so good. Man, I'm torn. <laughs> I might put a poll out there and make it between the Lion King and Drop Zone. That's that's a good idea. Okay, that's what we're going to do. Uh, let's sit down, let's look in calendars and pick a Saturday that works for all of us, uh, as best we can guess. Uh, we have the 100-inch screen. Greg, the uh, video guy, got a 144-inch screen he's going to let us use. So we're going to up the ante for the film festival and everything. He's going to support it all. Any, so any karaoke night? Uh, we need a screen for karaoke night. we got we yeah. got to find a DJ for karaoke no, night. No, we need a screen. Yes. Yeah. You're the DJ? No, no, we're gonna we're gonna hire a host. We're gonna hire like a guy to do the whole gig. 
Yeah, we're, we're going to raise the standards, man. Nice. Um, me with a microphone was, like, was a bad oh, idea. That sounds like a fucking No, it was me. It was me. No, so we just need to free you guys up so you can enjoy the event as well. Dude, it is way more fun to... to I want to I want to do what yeah. you... Hit, I want to do that. I want to Yeah, back, I didn't relax. do anything except for... Sing except a couple for songs. get up on stage a few times. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. It's great. Yeah. So we do karaoke night. We do our film festival. Um, we, that's awesome. We're throwing a movie night, just our first one recently. So we're just doing stupid shit. Um, Love it. Guys and gals, really appreciate you hooking up, listening in. We've got some really cool guests lined up here really soon. White boy, funky music. You know what to do. Um, Till then, we are off next week. Nick's visiting his mommy. I'm visiting my mommy. Hi, Mom. We're going to have Christmas. We'll be back the week after. I don't know what we're doing yet. Till then, Gravity Lab Radios, Blue Skies, Justin ain't got a mic. I don't have a mic. <laughs> <laughs>